What up, everybody? Real quick, if you're watching on YouTube, yeah, you see something a little different. We out here in LA, Akash Singh, myself. Yep. We're at the Fighter and Kid Studios because we need a place to do it. And a good people over here at the Fighter and the Kid always provide good looks. Appreciate you, Brendan. If you guys don't know about the Fighter and the Kid, make sure you check it out. Brendan Shaw, Brian Callen, Chin, Cat. Got a great, great podcast. So go peep that. Um, a little bit later, in a few minutes, we're going to have our episode with Mike Cannon, hilarious comic in New York. Great time. But one thing that we did was record that before the Super Bowl. And Akash and I thought it was only right to the assholes out there that we provide some Super Bowl commentary. Hell yeah. So, um, Akash, you predicted this Chiefs victory, is that right? Yeah, I didn't think they'd win by 11, but I thought it'd be close. And I thought the Chiefs had a better shot of winning than the Niners did. Right. Because of Patrick Mahomes versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. They kind of exposed Garoppolo. Yeah. Did you see that pick going around where his eyes were closed throwing the... No. Yeah, that's great. I think there... Maybe it was him or another quarterback or there's a weird thing. Oh, no, it was a tennis player that every time they hit the ball, they close their eyes. Oh. But maybe that's the thing with Garoppolo where he just like... He locks on them, throws, and then it's just some weird tick where he blinks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think once he got knocked around a little bit in the fourth quarter, you saw him struggle. Yeah, he got scared. Yeah. He got a little scared. And it was happening to Mahomes, too, until that long, that third and 15 changed everything. He grabbed his balls and went for it, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, he, he was, he played like a real fucking man, because he was struggling that first half. Yep. First three and a half quarters, man. really. Yeah, he went for it. Yeah. Yeah, he really fucking went for it. Um, I thought it was a good game. It was a great game. I enjoyed the game. I'm glad Reed got one, because that totally changes the, the for anybody listening, you don't know who uh, Reed is. Andy Reed is the coach of the... Kansas City Chiefs. Yo, can we back this up for a second? Did you know that Kansas City was in Kansas? Sorry, in Missouri. Everybody's yes. making fun of Trump about this tweet. You saw that tweet? Most of y'all didn't know. Y'all didn't know that he that that's where it, and also why is it? Yo, didn't Why what, is it? Why didn't, is Kansas City not in Kansas? Does anybody know didn't that? Did somebody come on this podcast and explain it to us? Jeremiah Watkins explained it to us, I'm pretty sure. I've been to both. I heard the Missouri one is lit and the Kansas one is trash. How how you don't even have the best Kansas City? How Kansas City don't even have the best Kansas City? It's just it's crazy. <laughs> so it's like it's not crazy for him to think that it's in Kansas because yeah. most of y'all just found out about that today, right? Yeah. I mean, did you think for the longest time that that's where it was? I would hear it's in Missouri and then I forget it's in Missouri because it's called Kansas City. Yeah. And there's no other thing I can think of. Mexico City is not in motherfucking Argentina. That's a fact. I mean, like it's in Mexico, exactly. Right? Yeah. What else? New York, New York, not in fucking. New York is in New York. Yep. New York City is in New York. Yeah. Not in New Jersey. The only confusing one is Washington D.C., but they got a D.C. at the end. It's not Washington City. So Washington. He's the president of the United States. That is the basic minimum of what he should know. Hey, hey. He's hey, not Al. the president of the fucking Al. National Football League. Al. He's not the president of geography. Son. Okay. He's a human being. Wow. Right? I don't know about that either. Wow. No, that's a stretch. Wow. I'm be honest. If I was him, I'd say first thing we're doing to make America great again, we're gonna put Kansas City back in Kansas. That's what I would do. Honestly, that's that's what if vote. I'm him, you'll get my vote. Real talk, I you go, hey, vote. I got one more thing I'm adding to the platform this year. Kansas City, going back where it's supposed to be. Yeah. So, I'm not gonna take other fucking state cities. So I was one of the ones making fun of him because I did. And we look like we're in a MAGA hat. Son. <laughs> <laughs> I did know it was Missouri. Yeah. But then I show Mark the tweet this morning. Yeah. And he's like, 
what's wrong with it? Mark is from Montreal. <laughs> this guy not even so, from America. So then I felt less. I was bro, like, oh, okay, it, people bro. can make this mistake. <laughs> like he really looked at it. Like he studied for a while. He's like, uh. I don't yeah. think I got it at first either. <laughs> he was looking for like a confifi. You were looking for a spelling mistake. A lot of people yeah. still don't know what's wrong with that tweet. Or racist thing. I was looking for something racist. First of all, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> anymore? There's no more racism. Yo, now. how about that Trump commercial, yo? What do you say? Oh, you didn't see the Trump commercial during the Super Bowl? Oh, I did. Son, that Alice Johnson shit? No, what is that? I didn't it see was, it. I talked about how Alice Johnson was a, a teacher who taught for 30 years and was wrongfully imprisoned, blah, blah, blah. They showed this old black lady, yeah. and they said President Trump pardoned her. And then they have her going, I just want to say thank you to President Donald John Trump. And it's just like other candidates are talking about reform. Donald Trump is actually doing it. It was so fucking funny. To show the black woman that Trump freed. Say you're Pardon. welcome, She Al. was on death row or something. Al, say you're welcome. Thank you, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> 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 That's really how you think that. <laughs> so he just went straight, we're going to help black people. Yeah, and I, I help black. Not even we're going to, I help black people. I help black people. Yeah. <laughs> Does he think that they're all watching the Super Bowl? Probably. Probably thinks they're playing in it, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, what was that sound? That's the cup holder. Oh, shit. That shit got real pop. Uh, <laughs> in all, but in all seriousness, we have to admit, we have to admit that one, Al, prison reform, think about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't you want to reform? Prison. Yes, I do. Okay. Then. All right. That's number one you agree with Trump on. <laughs> do you not agree he's not with he's Trump? not doing prison reform he's just pardoning a few people that's change the system it. no change the system once you change the system then i there he's you changing go. the system the no, system is less black son hold on wait a minute he made it less black son he freed a girl <laughs> women don't do crime he free he freed a girl women don't do crime don't have do you heard crime. of uh, uh johnny depp's ex this <laughs> murderous bitch what's what, her name what's she doing amber heard amber heard happened Amber I heard stories about damn near cut his fucking finger off, dog. Damn there, that's not a full cut. Hey, if, listen, if your girl cut some shit off of you, you deserved it. Like, yeah, Al. Like for letting her do the it. Lorena Bobbitt, you Wait, got a case. On. What was your argument? Like, you saying if, if you she... let your girl cut a fucking finger off of you and you ain't fucking, you know what I mean? Like, low key, that might be the most maggoty ass shit I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. let your girl get close to you, close enough to you with a knife and she actually snips that a little. That bitch caught you? Son. You slow ass? And you gonna try to stop your girl with a knife like this? Like, hey, Holt. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, it ain't a wand. You know what I mean? You're not fucking Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Real talk. Son, I got 30 pages left of that book. That shit is Which fire, one? The yo. Shadows? The last one. The, the, Deathly the, Hallows? Deathly Shallows? Shit is hot, yo. It's Hallows, Hey, huh? Al, you read the, them books? No, I don't read. Son. Come on, Trump trying to change that too, bro. You haven't seen this? <laughs> what he do? He's trying to make black people read again, bro. Word. He got to start. <laughs> <laughs> he did that spelling mistake. He's like, see, got you reading. <laughs> that's, how, that's how he fleshed that shit up. Uh, anyway, look, we, we're not going to do this too long because we got a great episode with my man, Mike Cannon, a uh, good buddy of ours. Got a, got a special out. And uh, But any other thoughts about Super Bowl? I didn't think Patrick Mahomes should have got MVP. Who you think should have got MVP? I think the running back, Damian Williams. What about Shakira's? Shakira, beast, yo. That's Shakira. Latina Beyonce, yo. Son. Son. Stop Son. It. Bruh, the way I'm... Not even... She does look great. But she even like great. as a performer, I yeah. never thought... I thought Beyonce was the only one who could 
dance and hold voice like that. I don't yeah. think she lip was lip syncing. Yes, she was. They were both were. No, they weren't. I don't yes, think so, were. yo. Oh, why are you because when she's on cry- Spanish here's women, son, the Super Bowl, everybody lip syncs. No, Beyonce didn't. She's the only one. How you make this sound? How's Beyonce the only one? <laughs> yeah. Here's That's why Beyonce, I think she did. Here's, I might be wrong. Here's why I thought she did because I was watching. But when she was doing the crowd surfing, all of a sudden the singing stopped. The singing stopped. Son. It's a you performance, son. It's a performance. Yo, what about this? <laughs> the only thing this? she ain't lip sync was the. That's what I was to say. <laughs> and bro, she hit that heel toe at the end. That shit was clean, yo. Can we talk about the? What was she saying when she said that? I can't <laughs> <laughs> shit no. Wait, you don't speak. That? <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, to you don't speak that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it weird timing when she had the people doing the African dance? She said that shit. She that? did, bro. The second they came up, <laughs> shout instruction. Yo, uh, that's what, yo. <laughs> that's Swahili for hit that heel toe. <laughs> Damn, son. Uh, so Shakira but, was low key racista right there. Uh, she might have been, yo. But did you like that hip movement? Your girl ever drop it on you like that? No, I don't actually remember what hip movement you're talking about, but no. <laughs> you don't remember what hip movement that's oh, right that, oh, that at the end? Oh, yeah, her and J-Lo. Oh, what are you talking at the end? The whole Wait fucking performance, son. I, I think I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. Am I not? Son, J-Lo or Shakira? I, Shakira. Same. Your girl does it the same oh. like Shakira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Shakira. I think Shakira is hotter than J-Lo. Oh, that's no, what no. you were asking? I thought you were just saying. We're asking, does your girl do it like Shakira? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's absolutely. asking that. Yeah, absolutely. I still want to stay on her good side. Yeah. Hold, on. Hold on. Wait, you think they do it the same? My girl doesn't do it like Shakira. How does she do it? My girl does it more like um, one of them rides outside the grocery store that costs a quarter. <laughs> do you know what I'm <laughs> The one is it'd be like, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's more of that. But Shakira, yeah. that's on a different level. Yeah, let me this. Uh, look at that. Look at. Again. But wait till she hit it. The ooh ooh to the side. Snap your dick straight off. Oh, she yeah. still got old dicks in her. She in her forties. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think Shakira got old dicks in her? She got a couple old dicks. Bro, ain't she married to a soccer player or something like that for like fifteen years? BK. Who? BK. Is that how you say it? Pique. Right. Oh, you did say Gerard Pique. Yeah. yeah we okay, went over right. this yesterday. Okay, all right. You fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got to stop this. Because we'll just be in here all day. Yeah. yeah. And we got we got an episode. Yo, we're doing a dope Patreon. The Patreon episode. Um, Akash brought his homies out. We got some cool. We got a Doughboy and Kev on stage coming on for the Patreon. Righteous and Ratchet. Yo, righteous and ratchet. We Alex, any Super Bowl out. thoughts? Um, I was asleep for the first half. I woke up to J Lo shaking it, so that was a good. Oh, you know literally interesting? woke up as she started shaking it. So you know I woke up. I woke up saying, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> From snoring to damn, it was seamless. You know, it was interesting because we were talking about betting on the last Patreon. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes cost people a bunch of money Why? by kneeling down at the end. But he didn't kneel down at the end. He threw a pass the last one. No, no, no but that was at an the end. Of, at pass. the end of the game, he prayed. So yeah. Yeah. So there was an over under on a prop bet for like 36 rushing yards. I mean, at the end of the game, he prayed. That's what you're talking about, right? When he prayed at the end of the game? No. Oh, so okay. There was an over under for Patrick Mahomes for rushing yards for like 36, and he yeah. had like 40 or something like that. But at the end of the game, to kneel to like waste enough time, he had to he did that take the down. snap and then run backwards. He did on third, not fourth. He, he lost like 20 yards. Every time he kneeled, yeah. he would go back a bunch of yards. Yep. So his rushing yards went from like 40 to like 
20 or whatever, and the over-under was at like 36 or 20 or whatever uh, it was. But a bunch of people who bet the over ended up losing money just because he knelt at the end. Yeah. Take so, that, you losers. Yeah. <laughs> Betting on Russian. Can you believe that? He's Russian? Russian. Yes. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. I need you to take five minutes. I need you to take five minutes. You damn criticized Trump over Kansas, and you just thought that Patrick Mahomes was from Russia, bro? I mean, he's half white. His half white could have been Russian. Well, you think? It could. Akash? I don't think so, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Oh, yeah. that was a good one i'm sorry i got no defense for that <laughs> anyway yo uh thank y'all listen let's uh without further ado let's start the episode anything else you want to say about this no Bowl, i think man? i think that's basically all the notes i had let's go i mean like it was that performance you know what i mean garoppolo did what garoppolo was gonna do i called it you so did I call it in the beginning. I don't believe in these motherfuckers. You didn't believe in it. Garoppolo ain't winning a ring. I called Kansas City. I'm pretty sure at the beginning of the season. You did, and then doubled down midway through. And fucking um, Richard Sherman got bodied on that final drive. Ooh, he did twice. Ooh, it was a it was it was kind of rough. Terrell Rivas was so happy. Yo, he was coming on himself. <laughs> <laughs> Using he was jerking off with the one hand. He got a ring on. <laughs> Without further ado. <laughs> Mike Cannon, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, Mike Cannon just revolutionized the comedy world by, this taking, is fucking an, incredible. by taking an idea that already exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's how detached we all are. So, you know how they say the best ideas are the ones that everybody could have thought of? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. exactly that. It's the best idea. None of us thought of it. Yeah. Thousands of comics throughout human history. <laughs> yeah. Thousands of failed comedy no, clubs. No. no one thought of this. No, no. It already exists. Yeah. Oh, for comedy. That, That's what makes it even simpler is, yeah, yeah. hey, this idea is right next door. Why don't yeah, they just yeah. move this oh, to no. comedy? That's I thought hilarious. Alamo do they Draft do House has, has a comedy club. So they do in uh, in DC. like DC and then yeah. uh, Arlington, oh. but okay. they don't What do if it? we never told people what it was? We just talked about the idea for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't even do that. So they don't do what they do for the movies, which is in Brooklyn. They have the slip of paper. The waitress gives you the spiel up front, and this is what you do. This is how you order. Yeah. Everything else is silent, right? Yes. So it's not to disrupt the movie. Yeah. In a comedy club... It would be perfect because conversation is a killer, especially in small rooms yeah. where it's like typically a kill box. But yeah. then a waitress talks to three people and it's so obvious to the rest of the crowd that it yeah. takes them out of the moment. What is that game? Also, what is the game? Minesweeper? Mm. Minecraft? Oh, Minecraft? Minesweeper. Minesweeper. What's I the think. one I'm thinking with the boxes? Yeah, where you click the box and then you explode the yes. ones around it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is talking at a comedy club. Yes, that's, that's perfect. brilliant. Yeah. One person, yeah. eight other people yeah. start talking. And, or eight of the people are distracted, they can't hear. And then when the room is 80 people, which can be great, yeah. like the best in a lot of ways, now you take away 20%. It's like the comedy coronavirus. <laughs> just, <laughs> just infects one and then spreads. <laughs> um, I love how when we get any virus, we just immediately go to China. Yeah. And the, the chances are right. Well, yeah. because they, apparently... They shut down like seven cities. Yeah. Wait, they did? They're yeah. not letting you, people in or the, out. Yeah, but that's China. Yeah. Like, right? It's like we act like there's something different. It's like there's a virus in North Korea. Turns out nobody can go and no one can leave. Shit is crazy. To the typical freedoms that China represents. <laughs> <laughs> what were you about to say to Akash? No, no, I don't remember. Who cares? So, so we'll the idea, the idea. Akash almost oh. got high again, by the way. Yeah. I Akash did. had two CBD gummies, right? It is yeah. uh, in his I know he had the THC in them. I'm he, ready. There's like five in a pack, and I'm ready. I haven't eaten breakfast. I'm like, I'll eat all these. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Probably won't be hungry. I ain't no THC in them. Yeah. I'd have been gone. 
buddy, there is no better way to start your day than with a high dose of truth. <laughs> that would have been fantastic because also edibles absorb through your body at like a rate that is maybe 50 times more than smoking. So you would have been just here with your pupils the size of your forehead. Wait a minute. There's, it's faster? It's, no, it's, 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 more, more, it's more potent. Oh, That's okay. why when you have the, the whatever, everybody's like, I had like a fourth of the Tootsie Roll. And I'm like, right. what the fuck? Yeah. Well, you know, human beings, are. Li- I think they're the only animal. There might, not, there might be gay? one or two other. That is totally gay. Yeah. Uh, but also <laughs> that has cannabinoids that are in, cannabinoid receptors that are in your body and their sole function is to receive cannabis. And Wait, process really? that a fact? Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, it sounds too weed head to be true. Like it sounds like. Well, here's should... the thing about the, the thing about Mike, our guest Mike Cannon, which I will introduce properly, probably halfway through the show, but we'll get there. <laughs> we're in a nice little rhythm. But we have a couple things that we're going to talk to you about uh, later in this episode. Before we get through your idea that I, I still don't think we've explained. No, not even. Not even. <laughs> Classic <laughs> flavor too. Uh, <laughs> the most revolutionary comedy <laughs> idea in history. Oh gosh, how was that CBD coming? <laughs> no, uh, oh my gosh, almost got high. <laughs> Let's talk about it. It's just almost the whole. <laughs> episode is pre-cum <laughs> never really get to the nut so uh but wait, wait what was what were we saying who cares uh, no 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 we care <laughs> you, oh, no, no, you no, no. ate one Cannon. of those gummies Cannon, yeah yeah he had, he had so can canon uh is you had a conspiracy theory podcast yeah. like deep fucking, inside the rabbit hole yeah sure yeah Don't five ten years ago it. like way before it was I would say popular to be a conspiracy. But well, way we before talking, we realized they were all right. We were talking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before we realized Alex Jones was like 90% yeah, right. Which was our logo. We were just <laughs> doing the all right. Hand. Wait, really? No, no. <laughs> but that is an Illuminati symbol, actually. Is it? Well, that's the also eye, the flagrant yeah. two symbol. Let's go. Keep Hell it tight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but go on, go on. But yeah, we were talking so when fake news. Mike Conley Jr. hits a three and he's doing this. He's shouting out the Illuminati? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. That's right. We only claim like the successful people. That's the interesting thing. It's like tons of losers have been throwing up that fucking sign and nobody's like, oh, he's connected. Yeah. And then Beyonce does. It's like, oh, I knew it. Well, That's our success. Tim Dillon has that great joke. I'm not sure if he does it anymore, but he's like, if you want to work in like a low income job, like all of the poorest people are the ones that talk about the Illuminati. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. it's not rich people. It's just poor people talking about be. everybody running the yeah. elites running things. Yeah. It can't be your fault. But yeah, we we're talking fake news, lamestream media like really? six, seven years ago. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. OK, I mean, so we're going to go over conspiracies with you later that we have some curiosity about. Mike is also an avid drug user, so we're going to get to that as well. But back to your idea idea about comedy clubs now one of the issues we're talking about comedy clubs obviously is the distraction of taking orders paying checks right every time a waitress comes to a table she talks that's a full-on conversation yes also usually they don't understand that they're blocking people's line of sight so there'll be some ostrich ass bitch just yeah. standing right in front of the stage uh. and everybody's looking at that person instead of the comic behind them. or in a full 90 degree bend so people are looking at her birth canal as opposed to the <laughs> fucking show yeah yeah i got into like i probably talked about this on the podcast but like i banished a waitress at the uh, at the philly helium yeah I she kept this. on walking in the front row which is her job right to service the front row and it just i, I just wasn't really having that much fun and you know when the audience isn't giving you as much as what this you is want. when you yelled at the guy you got to take i probably yelled at the guy there was just a lot going on yeah. i got in a fight with the guy from six flags the old oh. man looking like guy oh, and, no. uh, <laughs> and then i fucking uh and then this waitress kept on going back and forth and then she did the fucking thing that annoys me the most is if i'm talking to a fucking table oh my god don't ask them their order yeah. Of all the people. 
Yeah. So I was like, you got to go over there. And then she came back and I was like, no, no, you're over there for the rest of the show. She had a drink and I was like, he'll be all right. You're over there <laughs> for the rest it's, of the show. It's a lost art that the club clubs aren't even like imposing on their staff. It's like, no, you got to teach I've them heard the certain seller, comedy. They're fucking ninjas. Yeah. I heard the way yeah, they're really good. Yeah, great. they're really good. But they're a lot really of places, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll even say And it they'll by tell name. people to shut the fuck up, which oh, is nice. Yeah. yeah, it's not just the bouncer. That's amazing. <laughs> Everybody will tell you to shut the fuck up at the cellar. Dude, yeah. dur- I mean, during my special, right in the front row were two dudes that were just speaking full volume no. Mandarin. Like during the second show. So I already got it. and I, But they were like, like fish market volume Mandarin. <laughs> like they're the fucking aliens from Mars Attacks. Like that, that. That's all I could hear in my head to the point where I was like, what? Like, I, I finally, like, literally lowered myself. It's part of the credits. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? And we had this exchange. And then I found out later that they were at the VU because they thought it was a music venue. And they were basic. They were non-English speaking, you know, people that came over from China. And they had no idea. They were like, what is this asshole talking oh, about? They were Asian? They thought I was doing an hour long introduction. Oh, I, I didn't hear the market. Mandarin. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How is that funny without the context of them being Chinese? <laughs> well, I just figured the fish market, you yell. <laughs> right? Like that wicked tuna. They're all yelling. That's they kind of sound like the Seattle's Mars attacks. Loud. Whack, whack, whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I think it plays with Boston. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, anyway. So, um, but they just thought it was a. They thought it was a music venue, and they thought I was giving like an extra long, impassioned introduction to whatever oh, yeah. band. How long? I was how long have we been doing this, Alex? <laughs> Eight minutes. Still no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the idea. So you were saying something about remove the Jews from the comedy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like write They're their names the on business. a paper. <laughs> write their names on. You put. You're the taking paper. this. You're taking huh. this. Get rid of the industry thing a little bit too far. <laughs> a little bit too far. <laughs> Write their names on paper, put it on their sleeve. <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> that's why I believe you're trying to dig Ari out of his hole. <laughs> that's why I believe Hitler was a scorned artist because he just hated the Jews. These guys won't give me a career. I just want some management. Fuck. That's how I felt when I aged out of MTV. <laughs> I got 17 gray hairs, and they're like, we have no use for you. Thank you. That's right. You went gray early, Oh, dude. yeah. Quick in the game. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. You, but you're 21. full gray. Now I'm full gray. Yeah, I look like Cisco. No, no. What I mean by full gray. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean by full gray is full head of hair. Right. But it's gray. Yeah, yeah. That's Which is right. a fox. Which That's is crazy, right. though, because I have, like, I have friends uh, who are white, and they are hanging on for dear life yeah. to their hair. Like, they have that abandoned lot hair yeah. where you're like, and they're like, dude, you're going gray. And I'm and like. Detroit neighborhood hair? Yeah, dude. It's like. This shit is kind of there, but it's, it's like not dead really. dandelion head yeah. where you're like, I can make a wish and blow your hair right off your head. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Your hair was buried on an Indian graveyard. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so they feel more confident that they're like 12 hairs are yeah. brown and you're full head of hair. Yeah, they're, they're like full a little gray as wow. they sweep over like their four Homer Simpson hairs. Yeah, I think you just need to keep the hair. I think that's the move. I don't yeah. really think it matters what color. Once you're over a certain age, if you're gray in like late teens, early 20s, mm-hmm. it's annoying. Now, yeah. but if you go full, but he went full gray, full gray looks great. No, like what I'm Sterling. saying, per age, per age. Yeah. So if you're 18 with full gray, it doesn't Sterling, fit. I think. <laughs> that's, yeah. But that's if fair. you're 22 with full full hair gray, it doesn't fit. Right. 30 above full gray, killing yeah. the game. Doesn't matter. Killing yeah. the game. Yeah. 
I it's mean, it's weird. Your beard isn't gray at all. I have a little wisp in the bottom. My beard is gray, brown, and Dude, uh, take it off and red. Yeah, you look like a latte. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's like brown on the bottom, white on top. It's but fucking... you wouldn't be saying that if you saw my full Irish face. It's way too much face when I'm fully clean shaved. Really? Yeah, it's just a white orb. It's like shapeless. It sucks. I don't think you're shapeless. I appreciate it. No, but yeah, this it... is a comic thing where like you like beat yourself up so much you have like yeah. body dysmorphia. I think comics have like a dysmorphia about that. No, oh, I think sure. also once you go beard, no beard, all of a sudden it's just like, what the fuck am I looking at? Oh, yes, yeah, you yeah. make yourself more attractive. That's our makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it's my contour. You... Yes, it's your yeah, contour. Yeah, my Kylie your, contour. Your... <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Kit. I can't do that at all. I have no, I can grow no beard. But, but it's almost better because if I, I remember I shaved for like this thing that for the NBC, whatever. Yeah. And then the head of ABC stand up, later, wait, stand up for diversity? No, no, no. It was like this out of some dumbass thing that never went anywhere. Can you say what it is? No, I, I honestly don't remember. It wasn't like, it was like, maybe this could be a pilot, but it wasn't. NBC did some dumbass contest right. to try to pretend they cared about minorities. Anyway, <laughs> the head of ABC, who I'm still super cool with, ABC casting, Marcy Phillips, you know Shout her. Shout out to Marcy. She saw a reel of mine and she was, Marcy, like, she was like, get that, <laughs> she was like, get that shit out. And I was like, why? She was like, you don't look, and she's the sweetest lady. She's yeah. like, you don't look terminally ill? But you look like you just beat your terminal illness. Yeah. And I said, all right, yeah. I'll never get rid of the beard. And you've got a good casting. beard. Yeah. So it's a good go. Yeah. And the medication dyed your eyes green. <laughs> Yo, are you sure that's real about T.I.'s wife with yeah. the eyes? Yeah. What? Have you heard this? Was medical condition? No, that she went to another country and they dyed her eyes a different color. You can dye the actual. What they use. Yeah. Some type of surgery, but it's permanent. Like she can't go back. <laughs> that, is yeah. that is wild. Yeah, only Filipino. We still haven't said what the idea school. is, right? No, no, no. <laughs> okay, let's just get the idea out. Let's just get the idea. How long out. we gone? <laughs> Twelve minutes. Now. Twelve not minutes. That That's not, not done. Keep going. Good run. Anyway, so uh, the idea is essentially stop making the waitresses take orders. Just write it on the fucking piece of paper. Right. All the options are there. Yeah. It's kind of like those sushi restaurants. It's like yes, they know they don't speak English. So and we know we just want the sushi. We're yeah. gonna point anyway. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna point anyway, why don't you just let us circle and then we hand it to you mm-hmm. and then that's done? And you made a great argument. You're like, it's not like they're getting tipped based on their service or their charm or their charm. Exactly. You're lit, and that's why I kind of don't understand when like waitresses at comedy clubs have attitudes. Mm-hmm. It's because you have the easiest waitress job. Right. You don't have to charm. <laughs> most clubs do auto gratuity. Most clubs do auto gratuity, and if it's a great club, it's packed. Multiple times a night. Yeah, yeah, it's like what could you possibly complain about? It's it's built in money. Built guaranteed. You yeah. walk there, you can have a stank attitude, and it's almost kind of like charming. I'm the one who's a bitch, right? <laughs> right? Like, isn't that a new thing that's happening with like yeah, the services? Yeah. I'm the bitchy one. I keep it real with my customers. No, you know, uh, there's a study that said the crueler waitresses are like the meaner ones get tipped more. Yeah, why? Like, How insecure are we? They like that yeah. we're trying to win yeah. over the waitress <laughs> after the meal. Like, what happened to the service industry? Yeah. I hope that waitress likes me. It's That's white like, that, that wiener white circle guilt. video went viral. This white guilt thing about tipping each other all the time. I never tipped less than 20%. It used yeah. to be 15 when I was a kid. It was, now it's 15. 20. Now it's 20 or yeah. you're an asshole? 20 yeah. the minimum. I think and then white people are tipping 25. Fuck you. No, no, I don't do 25. <laughs> That's obnoxious, That's yo. I don't do 25. Do One of my it's... favorite things about my girlfriend is she doesn't tip for coffee for baristas. I, n- oh, I no, saw no that way. Done. I you know, there's the shit. done. It goes 15, 20, 25. Done. Yeah. She just goes right it's for it. It's an overinflated price anyway. Why am $5 I tacking for a, a cup of coffee? Yeah, why am I tacking a bill onto that? Son, again, I don't That's think, I don't know a single minority yeah. who 
makes it a point to. T- I think every one of us is proudly like, no, <laughs> come on, that's a coffee. <laughs> if you get like five or six yeah. and you work in, yeah, I'll give yeah. you a dollar. How did the rest of you get away with uh, with with having um, no stereotype about not tipping? Like oh, black Indians people got have that. that. Indians got that. There's just not enough of you to where it's like. If you a ask a waiter or waitress, they'll be like, oh yeah, they don't tip, and we'll be like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, black people are like no, that's bullshit. I think Indians are like, yeah, we don't. Why would we? You know the difference. <laughs> you know the difference though is I think Indians, like, you know, you should tip, and then you don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of black people like who are just like, yeah, you give them a few dollars. <laughs> like I remember going out to dinner with Charlemagne, like nice steak dinners, and it was like, yeah, I left twenty bucks, and I was like, no, no, no it's a percentage. Of the meal, no, he's like, we've had this discussion. We've had this discussion on the podcast. The, no, but then he breaks it down. He goes, "They just brought the plate to the table." I'm like, "You're right." Yeah, no, 100%. no, what you're describing 100%. is right. But for whatever reason, it's a percentage of the meal, and he's literally breaking down in like the most genius way why tipping stupid. He goes, "But the restaurant decide the prices. The right. work is the same." Like he's just breaking 100%. one by one. I would rather the prices be reflective of what the tip should be. The weight of the plate. Yeah. Weigh the plates. Weight of the plate. Weight of the plate. Weight and number. Weight. Sixteen ounce steak different than eight ounce. One hundred percent. You had. <laughs> That's a balancing act. That's a ba- <laughs> look. You could fit two on one hand. Caviar. I gotta tip more for caviar <laughs> no. than I do for a fucking awesome no, blossom at Chili's. Awesome yes, blossom. suck my dick, yo. <laughs> suck my dick, waiter. Dude, have you ever had to carry? Have you waited tables? No, oh, no. Dude. I have. I spent tons. I was, dude, I was years. a food runner for one day, and the guy was like. Hey, you want to try me out? And he's like, you can have his job if you want. I was like, that's cool, man. I don't think it's just <laughs> like, you're a brown. You'll get it. No, I, was like, I don't think it's for me. Is surprisingly incapable of most things. Most things. That's it wild. is shocking because he's a supremely intelligent guy. Like, this is like a really smart guy. Mm. When you ask him to do something. He's right. He is quite possibly the stupidest person I've ever seen. I mean, I think that was a bit harsh. No, 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 no. Like incapable on a level that borders retarded. No, 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 no. Retarded. Because here's the thing about retarded people. No, here's the thing about retarded people. feelings. They're like pets where you can train them over and over again and then they know how to do the activity, right? If you just train them over and over again, right? But the thing about Akash is his brain is only wired to know a few things, right? Saving well. money, really wild. Saving money, men's making rights. people laugh, <laughs> men's rights, right? Okay, making his girlfriend happy, right? And he's good at three out of those four things. <laughs> okay, but that's how his brain, he's like Ted Bundy with things, okay? There's only a certain amount. Ted that's Bundy? True. Yeah. Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Al Bundy. Yeah. Ted would get it done. Yeah, Ted's efficient. Ted's efficient. Ted's good at a lot of shit. <laughs> or, or maybe or only <laughs> really good at a few. Maybe I'm Ted Bundy. So so look, so he goes, we'll see with your girl. (laughs) (laughs) Prove it. (laughs) So, so, so I like, it'll be something like Akash, can you sweep that, those, that dust and those papers over there just into a dustpan, right? Nah, bro. And you will see Akash. You know how like there's certain people who know how to sweep, right? Yeah. You take the little sweeper and then you grab the broom and then you just sweep like this. Uh Akash has vined his arm around the broom to get leverage, and he's like shoving shit. It's going off in the sides, and you're looking at him, and you're just like, "Are you? Are like what? Who are you? Like what are you? What am I dealing with? Like I don't even understand what to say. You know what's annoying? I don't understand what to say. That's annoying. Book an airline ticket right now. That's a different <laughs> thing, bro. That, listen, listen. I don't know my JetBlue number. There's a lot of things going on hey, with that, bro. We we different. We the same beast. 
You're a fucking yeah. genius? Son, I never said that I'm good at all these things. <laughs> me neither, I couldn't yeah. dropbox. <laughs> I tried to dropbox yesterday with Alex right next to me. Son, he, and was, the, he was trying for a minute. <laughs> son, all, the, fucking, all the comics are around. Bill Burr's right up to my fucking idol and shit. And I'm just whispering out, yo, how do you, how you dropbox this thing? Yeah? I need to send this video over to Ed and how you fucking dropbox this son, thing? I put a video on IG from Dropbox and Ed was like, yo, how did you do that? Because no one else can figure it out. Andrew and Kaz just cannot figure it out. Son, I was like, I don't know how to it's do mad it. simple. So I don't know how to do it, but I know how to sweep. You fucking asshole. Hey, buddy, get an upgrade on an airline one day that you didn't have to pay for. <laughs> That's something I didn't. I don't know how to do, and it's also something I've committed to not learning. Yeah, I, have I don't a lot know of how that. to. Do Why it? would you learn something that could save you thousands of dollars? I can hire. I can, I can hire, hire someone to do that. I can, what are Mexicans? It's so funny that <laughs> you... they not exist? The money you save, Listen, you pay the difference I, in hiring. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Mexicans do exist, okay? <laughs> sweep, sweep, sweep. That's, a that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <a thing>. I can hire them. I know. I, maybe I should be doing that. They maybe do I should be you have to hire like Asians way more expensive. Oh my that's, God. A, that's a much you're higher scale. Asians are top tier Mexicans. No, I got to. <laughs> Harvard Mexicans. Dude, I need a Harvard Mexican. I really need a fucking Harvard Mexican, dude. No, it's. I got the Delta app. <laughs> Yo, just. <laughs> Son, just now though, like he's been flying because <laughs> no, what would happen is Alex <laughs> just is pulling got... up to the fucking gate every time, and th- and he got his his app on his phone with with the ticket, and I'm still unfolding this paper like this piece of paper from my hoodie pocket that's on my stomach, and the lady got to press it all hard and uh, hit passive aggressive against the machine, like she's upset she got to touch she's my ticket, she's unwrinkling it, like rubbing it against the the. The, the, the scan Like it's a bill trying to yeah, get into an arcade game. Yes, yeah. she's furious at me that I got this old ticket still. And Alex just boop and going in. And low-key, I think Alex has been taking my miles with his fucking... That's what you son, think because you don't know how miles work, He's yo. taking my miles because he got you fucking can't. access to the Delta Lounge. I just found out about the Delta Lounge. <laughs> I've been had Sorry. access with this for the Amex. <laughs> He's had the Amex Platinum. Yo, bro, years. you got, a, you I got, got access. because it's silver. You got access. That's the only reason. <laughs> it's silver. It's so cool. It's silver. <laughs> Son, I got to impress these waitresses. <laughs> I got to win them over. Son, gotta, yo, when you get a heavy credit card, that yeah, shit. Oh, yeah. If it clinks on the bro, table. Ooh, that's, that's the big dick. Take that shit oh, to Europe cards. where they don't even have tips, so there's no way to impress them. And you drop that, and they're like, they fucking hold it up. They, they're like, rotate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so, it's magic to them. But anyway, that's what I'm saying. I'm retarded about some shit. I'm same, not denying that. Same to same, like they okay? say in India. Yeah. What is it? Same to same. Same to same. Same to same. Same to same. All right, guys. You already know. Fourth show, final show for the special taping in LA. Uh, tickets on sale. There's a few tickets left, so go get them while they're still available. If you want to be part of that, I appreciate y'all so much for for you know even getting us to four shows this is absolutely insane um we're on the road to the special right now so we're going to hawaii this week that's gonna be crazy uh we're gonna do two shows of the blue note out there so come on out if you're on the islands um raja come on out and uh check out those shows and then after that we are back uh on tour theandrewschultz.com you can get all the uh all the cities that we're gonna be at but it's gonna be a fun next couple months i mean we're going to uh pittsburgh we're gonna go to miami we're going to portland we're going to orlando 
Yeah, just come on out, man. A lot of fun, fun shows. TheAndrewSchultz.com for tickets. Get them before they're sold out. Yo, guys, come check me out. Uh, here's my upcoming tour dates. February 6th, I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee at Zany's. Y'all got to come to that show. Then February 8th, I'm going to be at the Laughing Skull in Atlanta. That's a fun-ass club. I can't wait to do it. Y'all got to come through. And then March 12th through 14th, I'm finally going to Canada. I'm going to be in Montreal at the Comedy Nest I'm super excited. We're doing the full weekend there. I cannot wait. March 27th, I'm going to be at the Den in Chicago. Buy tickets, shy town. I want to come through that city all the time. It's one of my favorite cities in the country. So let's sell this shit the fuck out and get over there. All right. We're going to take a break for a second, pay some bills here. You already know about Radix. You saw what happened to Akash. Got blitzed. I'll be honest. I did not entirely believe that... Um, how do I say this? You guys got to get on this quick because I think that there's, I think there might be some real weed in there. To be honest with you, I think I think they might have slipped up because I was smoking a joint in Atlanta. So we're at this Laughing Skull, and was I high afterward? I thought it was going to be you, just CBD. You were a little high. I was on stage. That. I was smoking. By the last joke, I was like. A couple seconds behind myself. Like, I was like, I just got to get through this. I was definitely high. I slept for 13 hours the next night. Yep. So, there's something going on over here. Radix Remedies, okay? You go radixremedies.com slash flagrant. Flagrant is our code. Um, they got a cool, I mean, you got cool discounts. You got cool things specifically just for us on the website. But they're also got this monthly subscription thing that's dope. Uh, you could enter to win the free gram, or what is it, gram a month? Three eighth, sorry, I think three eighth a week. Um, but also they got this monthly subscription box they're doing from Radix. It's just for us flagrant fans. Uh, so make sure you go check that out as well. Just keep sending shit to your place. You don't even have to worry about it. Get that shit on repeat, okay? Um, anyway, a lot of cool things over there at Radix. Go to Radix.com, R-A-D-I-X, remedies.com slash flagrant and do your thing, man. This is the CBD of the asshole army. And we got to build. If you guys got any ideas of things that they need to make, things that you really like, uh, things that you've maybe bought from other CBD brands that they don't offer, let us know. We'll build it out. We'll make it happen. We're partnering up with this company. So we're going we're gonna to definitely do some cool stuff. All right? So please send us recommendations and let's just do it. All right? <laughs> Yo, Mark had a funny-ass line, bro. He said some coronavirus joke. He was talking about some Asian, some coronavirus joke. <laughs> and then someone in the, in the like, an Asian person started the coronavirus or something. And then someone in the audience goes, too soon. And then Mark takes a bit. He goes, wait, was that their name? <laughs> <laughs> that shit destroyed, bro. I mean, destroyed, dude. I was, we were, I, you were, you were there. You were yeah, watching it. Yeah. But we were in the green room. The whole place fucking went crazy. This was in oh, Alabama. Yo, low-key, one of the best comedy clubs in the country. Alabama it looked There's beautiful. There's an 85 from that. South show video at the Stardome. It's like, bro, fucking gorgeous, bro. You could film a special there. It is arena seating. It's it's like, and it bowled out right. I, I saw that like wide shot of yep. you on stage. It, it bowls out completely. No, it's in uh, Hoover. Hoover, and uh, and and it is fucking so good. And the guy who owns it is like a legit good guy. Who good thing after good thing happened to him, and that's how they built the club. No kidding. Like he said in the beginning, he brought like a couple acts in that didn't work when they started it. And then he brought, um, fuck, what was his name? Uh, black Sim guy. He Sinbad. Did Sinbad. Mm. He brought Sinbad in and he would bring Sinbad 12 times a year. Sinbad's so great, dude. <laughs> because well, he it's just, a new show it's every, a new time. Show every yeah. time. Yeah. And he's like, Sinbad built my fucking club. And then he said one time, 
um, have you heard the story about um, Top? What's his name? Top Hat? What's his name? The red guy with the fucking carrot top. Carrot top. Yeah. Top hat. I don't know. Guys, I don't I don't know talks about guys. Monopoly all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top, top, top Hat. So <laughs> Carrot Top with all his things burning. Have you guys heard the story about like uh, no. the club burned? A club burned down and all of his props oh were my in the God, club. Yo, and he was no. supposed to go on the Tonight Show three days later. Oh my! So God, all of his props shit. burned down, and it was in that club. And apparently, Jay Leno. Went on. It was like we we're supposed to have Carrot Top, but uh, he was at some shitty club in Arrow, or not, you know, some horrible club in Alabama. And all stuff burned down, and people started reaching out to Jay and saying, "Hey, the club's actually great. It wasn't their their fault. There was like a fire during a, a snowstorm, so no one could even get to there." Oh, crazy! Yeah, just horrible shit. It snows in Alabama. So I thought I didn't know. I had no clue. Wow. So um, fucking ignoramuses, guys. Yeah, Jesus yeah. So you knew that shit. I mean, it's the South. It's not fucking India. It snows. We assume the South is hot. Yeah, it's hot, so, but it still snows. I didn't. Go, I didn't go with a jacket this trip, and I was regretting that shit. It was cold. It as was fuck. cold, but we were surprised. <laughs> That's ridiculous, yo. Why? Why are we supposed everywhere. to know that? You are a traveled person. You don't know how to fucking mop. You can't mop. You, you can't just sweep. Got an app. You could barely make a coffee, probably out of that machine. Real talk. That's yeah. tricky. <laughs> Real talk. I, I literally like saw Akash. Like, I saw Akash. Looking at the machine, I knew it was going to be a problem because he's starting to get a little bit like anxious as the coffee's yeah, yeah, yeah. filling up to the top of the club, and then he just he starts like pushing random parts of the machine <laughs> trying to stop. <laughs> and I just and I wait terrifying. till it gets to the top of the fucking glass. I'm just press the button at the top. And he taps the, oh, okay, I got, it, I got. Completely retarded. You can also for- buy cups that can fit the whole coffee. Say what? You get seventy percent of the coffee because you got these Moroccan ass cups. <laughs> Dude, that's Arabic for you're fucking retarded. <laughs> Deal with it. I asked Akash yeah. to help me, and he Michael Sarah'd me. I was like, yo, can you help me with the coffee? And he's like, yeah, I'll be on. Like, <laughs> 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 trailed off and motored away. And I was like, all right. Michael <laughs> But it's it's only annoying because you know how brilliant he is. Mm-hmm. Son, I don't I don't know poor people shit. Son, <laughs> like making okay. coffee. I wasn't meant. Yeah. To, I wasn't meant to be. I was meant to be rich. God didn't make me to be poor. I guess, bro. That's it, why going broke it, was such a struggle for me. Mm, was shit. it? It was hard on me, yo. Yeah. I'm gonna sweep my own floors. What the fuck? What you is didn't this? sweep the floors. Let's be honest. There's no way. Nah, I swiffered them bitches though. There's. No, I don't even think that you could put the thing on the swiffer. Son, I, I think it would take you 30 minutes to get the wet thing onto the swiffer. Swiffer wet is a hustle, yo. Don't, don't go swiffer wet. This is go why you need dry. a kid, though, because a kid forces you to learn That's all this menial shit. Special, but we still haven't gotten to the idea. <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't talked about the the, the club. Wait, the multi-million dollar idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, I thought we said it already. We yeah, did not. Said it. It. We didn't say sure. it. No, 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 no. All right, you keep pushing right back. Keep pushing you back. Said it. I said it already, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, real quick before we get to your special, I want to say I opened your special and I'm watching. It was absolutely beautiful. I saw Brennan Sagalow's arms. Yeah, yeah. And I turned it off immediately. <laughs> and I walked away from my phone. I left my phone in one place. I don't know where it was. And I just walked away. That's yeah. how horrified I was. Yeah. Did he Who? show up like that? Yeah, yeah. It was a completely unprovoked fashion choice on his part. And yeah. he thought, he argued. Yeah. Because he didn't do it for comedic effect. Yeah. Because his arms are curdled bags of milk yeah like they're dis- they are disgusting who is, they're shapeless who's the guy who's who looks like a testicle that talks about football on espn and they make him look like a rocker sometimes oh, oh john yeah the, clayton or something like that john yeah, he, clayton he looks like yeah. a stillborn he looks like <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, yes yeah. so sagalow looked like if if someone left clayborn in a bath <laughs> 
Okay, just for months. And then he just swole the fuck up and he was with you. He's in this stupid fucking tank top. And then you guys are riffing and you sound incredibly like natural acting. You're actually a good actor. I appreciate it. Like you're a really good actor. And Sagalow is so horrible at acting. And you're looking at his and you're looking at his stupid arms, okay, with not a single hair on them. It's just like someone took turkey thighs and they attached them to the side of his body like a potato head. Is right? he Irish also? He's going to take his life when he watches this. <laughs> <laughs> is he Irish also? He I is told him, eczema. I, I don't know him. what he is. <laughs> <laughs> he, is <laughs> he is as white as it gets. So now we got to have him on. we got to have him on the pot. Okay, so he... Um, Let's not have all, him on for a year or so. Just like, a, just like the idea. Yeah. Just like the idea. Um, and so you guys are doing this this uh, riffing thing. First of all, I want to I want to say something about just before we even get into the jokes. Of the special, but the coloring mm-hmm. is beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike Lavin, man, the homeless pimp. Shout out to the homeless pimp. He's great. He's been doing great work. Uh, I've been seeing his stuff a lot, but the color grading on the special mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it fucking explodes, which was that much more infuriating about Sagalow's arms <laughs> is that you saw his arms in four. You saw the pink in his skin. Yeah, yeah. You know, you saw the rosacea. The rosacea was uh-huh. there, but um. <laughs> Yeah, it looked, it looked beautiful. So I fast forward past Sagalow's part. Um, got, got, because what was he talking about? He was like disagreeing with you on your special. He was he was basically insinuating that I told him, him this story. The heavy breathing, yeah. trying to carry that fat ass body across the yeah. street. We tried not to love him, but there was no other way. <laughs> He's like, guys, can I take a break? We're like, we're in the middle of Sixth Ave. Why don't you mosey over to the sidewalk and then hold your knees? What was the co- what was the conversation about? So what it was, was about uh, it was like an amped up version of how I got into the cellar. Ah, which yes, is, yes, which yes, the yes. story, the true story, is that I was having uh, dinner with the Stefano and his daughter, and I was there just hanging at the cellar. I wasn't in, was didn't ask to work there, nothing yeah. like that. Would yeah. show face every once in a while. Yeah. And Liz Furiati, the manager, got yes. a text that Colin Quinn had suffered a heart attack. Chris was supposed to open for Colin at the Fat Black while he was working out Red Red State, Blue State. And then I oh happened to be God. there, and Liz was like, can you do 30 minutes? And I was like, yeah, all right, this is great. Like, But I had also had a panic attack the weekend before. Like, This is a whole kind of long thing. I didn't do comedy in like five days because I had a horrible panic attack in Long Island while going up to headline. Right before, as I'm being introduced, I felt that pressure on your chest, yeah, and like the the involuntary spasms, and I just Irished through it, dude. I stuffed everything down, and I just did a full fifty five or whatever it was. You are a fucking better than me because I couldn't do thirty seconds of Sagalow's arms. (laughs) (laughs) I was born to suffer, dude. I can, I can, I can handle it. (laughs) Sagalow, we're teasing you if you're listening. We love you, man. He is very funny comic, Brandon Sagalow, and a good hang. It's very rare that young comics are good hangs mm-hmm. and but, he's gonna be very funny yeah yeah no yeah. he's a funny kid he's a funny i kid. mean like he's already really funny but he's gonna be yeah, like yeah yeah top show but like, you're a good yeah, hang he's gonna be like a thing so you can and i tell i can't stress this enough how important it is like when you're coming up like if you're a good hang you will get so much work you'll get so yeah. many opportunities because at the end of the day you just want someone you could feel kind of comfortable and natural around yeah if they're also funny oh my god Dude, I have like ideal situation. I have young comics that I'm friendly with, yeah. that, but I don't really know them like that. Yeah. I'll be outside smoking weed, yeah. and they, and they'll have the confidence to be like, "Hey, can I hit that?" And I'm yeah, like, yeah. 
Who do you think you yeah. are? <laughs> I have never in my life walked up to Metzger or Jay or Dude. anybody. I'm not not saying I'm on that level, but I'm, even like 10 years ago, yeah. I was never just like, oh, hey, yeah. you're weed? Let me get that. Yeah. It's like the craziest confidence. Yeah, when, I remember yeah. when I, I came to the city 11 years ago, Metzger was really funny. He was a guy at the cellar. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the really funny guys at the cellar. That's essentially what you are. Right. These guys. Right. Yeah. So, like, but they, the fuck there's a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes I guess there's a little bit of a detachment from it. I don't know. I think they're also trying to like prove they're like. That's bold, another thing. Some yeah. bold moves. Yes. So you remember them. It's like, nah, bro, we're good. Just I don't know how to person. do that. Like, I do not know how to like if I truly like you and I and I'm like, I admire you. and I think you're fucking great. I don't know how to like turn on the hey, we're just buddies. Right. You know what I mean? Like last yeah. night is a perfect example. Right. Yeah. Last night. um, uh, we're we're going from the Patrice benefit. Andrew Ripley, by the way, it was fun. Shout out Andrew, Paul Verzi, Roy Wood, all guys you've worked with in the in the network, yeah, and they all fucking, fucking rip. We'll talk about the Patrice thing a in a little bit. Too. Sam yeah. Morell, yeah. We'll, but it's we we were in the we're basically going to the um from the venue to to the stand right, and um and I'm like uh, DeRosa's uh, leaving and Shane's leaving. I'm like, hey, let's hop in an Uber. Akash and Ronnie are with me, and I call the Uber and. Then um, Mike Berta, I forget his, I don't know, how he runs all things comedy. Mike Bertolini or something? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I swear that. Bartolini. I Bartolini, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Burr are in the car. And then uh, Mike goes, come in the car. And I hear Burr go, uh, hey, come on in. Right? And I really admire Burr. And I left Shane and DeRosa so fast. <laughs> when I tell you... <laughs> When I tell you how quickly, I don't even think I looked at them in the eye. What are you, Lorne Michaels? Lorne <laughs> <laughs> no, still calls him. <laughs> you deleted his number while you were I in didn't the know car. How dare you speak about Asians like that? <laughs> Actually, I felt a little bad about leaving Shane, not DeRosa at all. But, uh, but, uh, uh, and we were just in the car, and it was just one of those things where, like, I'm not going to chum it up with Burr. Sure. I, you are. The fucking goat to me mm. right now, living goat. Mm. Obviously, Chappelle as well. So it's like, I just want to hear what you have to say about things. Yeah. I'm not even trying to make you laugh. Yeah, I yeah. literally just want to hear. And we sat in the car and it was like he was doing. Dude, he is Burr. He was so funny. Un- he doesn't know how to not be Burr. Right, right. He's just doing. <laughs> he said the bits. funniest. The funniest. This is such a Bill Burr sentence. Andrew asked if he had watched Aaron Hernandez sing and he just this goes, is good. Nah, I don't watch series anymore. I was <laughs> like, what do you mean? No, no series? He's like, nah. I was like, what do you watch? He's like, movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we go, we're like, it's three episodes. He goes, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I don't even watch sequels. <laughs> he doesn't. Dude, it was like, he was like, I just can't take it anymore. He goes, my girl watches all of them. So I'll pop in, get I'll a little pop, pop out. <laughs> That's it. And it was so like, this exactly, it's so cool to see a comic who is the same on stage and off stage. Mm. So it's, it is, I've never seen a comic so similar on and off. Yeah. I've never seen it like this in my life. You know who's like that? And I Who? hate to say because they always get compared, but Did Nathan you say McIntosh. Brendan Sackle? No, okay. Nathan McIntosh. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a diner with Nathan McIntosh years ago, and yeah. he just he did a full set without realizing it. He's like, fuck it, buddy, I love diners. You go there, they got whatever you want, and he does it. Yeah, ex- yeah. And I'm like, I this don't is know a- what he means. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. Nathan. It's exactly what you sound like. And then Burr, obviously, who I, I agree, is one of the best out there yeah. maybe ever. But yeah. like, it's just crazy to watch that guy who operates yeah. at that level being just as funny naturally. That's it. But also the way. attitude you approach that ride with is a lost art. 
because yeah. it is that is the move is is reverence and, yes. and respect and just like hey man like I understand where I'm at I understand where you're at I have more to glean from you than you from me yeah so I'm sitting here and listening and you know what it pisses him off yeah. I'm sure he just wants to be one of the guys I'm sure he hates the fucking reverence and mm. all that kind of shit but I'm not gonna be an authentic right I'm not gonna fr- like fake chum it up with you yeah yeah I I'm it's just I don't know how to do it. I'm bad at it. I have a tough time manufacturing. I get in my head because I'm like, like it, I'm I'm not unconfident in it. Mm. I am confident that I want you to just talk. <laughs> I'm 100 percent confident in that moment. I yeah. mean, Akash, you're there. I, I'm not trying to bust balls. I'm not trying to. No, we're just laughing and asking. Literally questions. just laughing, and then there's these painful moments of silence. And then he just comes back again with fucking haymaker, haymaker, haymaker. <laughs> and it was just. But it yeah, was so this- worth leaving Shane and you, Joe. It was so worth it. Okay? <laughs> you see yep. Dr- Joe trying to shrug, but he can't. He's <laughs> 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 like John McCain. He's built like our- a sperm. <laughs> <laughs> I love Joe. He's so funny. Oh, Bro, also, Joe, quick thought. Joe I took two of those gummies. About, if you, you took feel those it? gummies, you would have been wild it's, for the night. Yeah. Yo, shout to Radix, man. Hell yeah. It is... It is, um, yeah, Joe said the funniest thing about Voss, because I was trying to think about what Voss was dressed like last night, mm. and because uh, Voss was just dressed so absurd. Uncut and- gems. <laughs> <laughs> Son, Yo, that's Shane, accurate. Rich that's Voss, good. hilarious comedian, if y'all don't know, go look him up, but absolutely hilarious. Uh, just the fucking the best guy, the best hang. Yeah, Literally, he, he enters the, the room, and all of a sudden, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And he's either made fun of or making fun of others, but he's just the fucking best. And um, we're sitting down backstage, and he's just kind of like busting Shane's balls. And he has the chair turned yeah. towards, toward like uh, Rich sitting also on it. Has AC the, Slater style. Yeah, but yeah. Shane goes, uh, look, it's AC Slater. <laughs> and Rich has, has a crazy list. He has the craziest <laughs> list ever. <laughs> Dude, I mean, Rich is in my special. Bobby has one of the funniest lines ever. Yeah. Because Voss is like, you know, a real headliner can come in and swoop away Cannon's wife and his kid. Yeah. And Bobby goes, don't say swoop. It's a new lens. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just so quick. Bobby, at this point, he's like, you know, he's like jujitsu. Yeah. Them hanging out, yeah. it's not even thought of. Oh, it's it's instinctual yeah. knocks on This is other. Bobby Kelly, for yeah. anybody who doesn't know. But go check out Rich Voss, Bobby Kelly, and just... These are like the New York OGs, mm-hmm. the GOATs of New York that really kind of established New York as, you know, the comedy capital of the world. And um, we've let them down. <laughs> but, yeah, but you that can see how changing. You can see how good... Uh, Burr is like when we were in the green room and him and Voss were going back and forth. It's like Voss just couldn't keep up. Son, like son. it was just and Voss so is nice. At it. Yo, I, I know, say, and he's good. Ain't <laughs> whack at it at all. Voss is one of the best. Yeah. Voss literally is one of the best, especially just busting balls. Yeah. But Voss had a couple lines in the green room. Oh God, and it just tank, and then Burr crushed him. I know. Over. What like, was it? What was it? It was just what it was like. Uh, Oh, he oh, goes, he says don't, something don't like... Don't try to lisp no, no, over no, no, the he goes, laugh. No, he, goes, uh, <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes. Voss says something, I don't know the line, but he goes, yeah, yeah, just like the table. So what I'm saying is, and then Burr goes, oh, no, no. Don't try to cover your bomb with so what I'm saying is. Turning it serious. Yeah, This is now a philosophical point. <laughs> anyway, um, 
Yeah, you had these guys in the beginning of your special. So we talked about this months ago, yeah, which yeah. I told you not to do. Yeah, yeah. But you, you did told it me anyway. Bad idea. I told you horrible <laughs> idea. But uh, but the beginning of the special is them essentially telling you why you. So it's actually interstitials. I got the idea yeah. from your special. The right. the what was it four 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 one right yeah yeah yeah. And uh, I love that idea of breaking it up with stuff in between and kind of like you know ju- just it's yeah. a different way to present material. Again, yeah. great idea. How did no one think of that? You got it. It's your idea, but it's just like, oh, this is how it should be. Yeah. Forty-five minutes of straight comedy is like that's a lot, yo. For that's someone you don't know, yeah, for yeah. someone yeah. you don't know, even someone you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's even friends of ours that, like, after a while, it's like, hey, brother, stand in one place, comedian. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh, I, I you're just gonna the stand right ringing. there. Yeah. You're just gonna you get locked in like you're on a snowboard. The only like, hours just... I fully watch now are ones that I'm so passionately hateful against. Like, <laughs> like I will sit for a full sixty minutes and scream, and my like six month old baby will just be like looking at his father, like Jesus Christ, this is what I was born into. You're the Howard Stern fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do they I say back guy. in the day? Like, I listen yeah. to three times more Howard when yeah, they don't when you like hate him. him? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's genius. <laughs> but wait, you were saying so you had these guys and it's kind of broken up, and they're all talking about you and kind of trashing you, but also yeah. saying so the idea for the special was that you know I got in because Colin had a heart attack surreal in and of itself then now I'm at the table with New York legends right these guys that I've looked up to since I was probably in middle school listening to them on the radio watching them on tough crowd all that stuff and now I'm at the table with them I'm playing the same club they respect me they think I'm the next guy blah 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 and then I had Voss Bobby Kelly Jim Norton Colin Quinn and Keith Robinson all straight to camera say how much they don't respect me how much I suck and how much I'm not the next guy because I just wanted I wanted to be comedy the whole way through yeah you know a lot of people are doing very meaningful touching stuff injecting some heart into their specials yeah and that's all well and good you know that certainly works for a lot of people i'm not that guy at the moment so i just wanted to like basically be as self-deprecating about myself as possible while presenting something that means everything to me yeah the only reason i said (laughs) no to the idea it wasn't at the it wasn't about like not showing reverence to these guys obviously i think that's the most important thing to you know show but it was I thought your idea was to use, not use, but like utilize their like status in the comedy world mm-hmm. to like push the special up. I didn't think I didn't think it was going to be that. I mean, I thought it would maybe help give creed like like credibility to it, right? More than it would elevate the views or exposure, right? 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 Yeah. And that's that's what was my thinking with it. And I was like, it you would have way more. At the end of the day, it's like, how do we just get someone to watch it? Because yeah, if I my, had Logan Paul getting throat fucked on there, then it would be a big special. Yeah, yeah. like that. I mean, like on some on some level, that would be the the big cosine. Right. You know what I mean? I right. mean, so it's like, I guess I was thinking just in my mind, I'm going, I know the food is delicious. How do I get someone to try it? Mm-hmm. So what is the most effective tool to get someone to try? Sagalo's and arms. Sagalo's arms. <laughs> <laughs> so, vomit everything out first. And then no, they're hungry. Then they got an appetite. Low. They're absolutely disgusted. Whoa. Burn their retinas and then they'll appreciate beauty afterwards. That is amazing. Oh, what a great idea. I didn't even realize how fucking nuanced this was. But I guess, yeah, the, the idea was just thinking, I just want to find a way where people can see you. Because mm-hmm. I know once they see you, they're going to fucking love it, etc. Mm. And is that the right tool? And my thinking was, you kind of are known in these circles already. Mm-hmm. The Jim and Sam's, sure. you know, you've done all their podcasts, etc. So, like, when I'm trying to promote anything, I'm always thinking, how do I get out of my circle? Yeah. Not within my circle. Yeah, you're smarter than me. 
Yes. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. So, so the idea was, I thought, I thought it was great, and I thought the execution was great, but the promotion of it, I'm like, how can we get outside the circle? Like sure. even now, when you were when you were talking about, you know, when we wanted you to come on the podcast, it was like, I said, hey, let's do it after it's out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to push towards it. No, of course. I want yeah. it to exist so everybody watching right now can go consume it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's I think that's a thing that we've we've uh we think about promotion backwards in that way. It's mm-hmm. everybody's like, "Oh, we need to promote for this thing." It's like, "No, that's not how it works." Right. The thing needs to be there so that when people are ready, they can go consume it. You need to promote for something back in the day when a rating mattered. Mm-hmm. Now, the slow build matters. Like, yeah. I had a TED Talk that did okay. I went on Rogan now it's at a million views. Blow up. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because it existed after you saw the Rogan thing. You're like, I want some more of this guy, etc. Yeah. So like, you don't want your first video to go viral. I've realized because, <laughs> and it's something. What's uh, Basement Yard? Joe Santagato talked about. Once you go viral, people see the video and they say, Oh, what else do they have? Sure. Your viral video is the top champagne class in that yeah. tower. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So whatever that That's is, perfect. you want it to pyramid spi- scheme. Yes, it <laughs> yeah. really is yeah, a digital yeah. pyramid. So you want it to just spill on to all these other things. And then hopefully you keep getting more things that spill. Mm-hmm. And we've yeah. been able to watch this in real time when a video hits. I'm sure you've seen it with yeah. yours. All the other stuff starts. to Even Feeney, man. Shout out to Mike Feeney. Yeah, yeah. do the podcast yeah. with. Very funny Irish comic. Goodbye. He's been on this. And uh, he fucking exploded on TikTok. He got like a couple of videos right, right. of like a million on TikTok. He's seeing that. He's huge with glass. Taiwanese 11-year-olds. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Those might be the only girls he's huge with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so it's just one of those things where like, I don't know, I just wanted, I wanted it to be out. I wanted you to have people see it and like how we, how we get people to it. I think is important. Yeah. Oh, and that's why you're smart because I this is my first full digital project outside yeah. of outside of podcast, but I've been quietly uploading every you know, I have I've had a bunch of clips do really well on Instagram yep. and, and Twitter and stuff yep. like that. But I and I've been quietly putting them on a YouTube page that yep. I didn't even necessarily promote. But you build but now I have kind of yep. at least a, you know, tens of videos for people to check out yep. after they watch my full special. Not to yep. mention my special is thirty two minutes of stand up. I did a full hour. So there's 25 more minutes that I yep, plan to perfect. roll out once the full hour audio Great. album comes out. Those clips are going to be individually sent out. Great. Then I'm going to chop up the special afterwards. So this is a full year of content Great. that I'm going to roll out. Because I have a couple bits on the special that as singular pieces, I think could possibly do something. You should. You and know? then you should repurpose them, re-put them out. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, and also when you're putting them on Instagram, use all the real estate. This is For something sure. I don't get comics. I don't get, I don't get comics to do this. So you can post... A small horizontal picture on Instagram, right? Right. Or you can post a tall picture that takes up almost the whole screen yeah. on Instagram, right? If I was selling you a piece of real estate and I was like, you can have this much real estate for the same price as double the amount of real estate, which mm-hmm. would you choose? Yeah, double. So then I fucking d- use it all. I do have a question. Yeah. Do you know how to personally resize video? Yes, you hire an Alex. 100%. 100%. Okay, and if Alex is busy, you hire a Mark. Okay, that's how it is. All right. Yeah, yeah. It, but in all seriousness, yeah, you can. You yeah. can really. It's actually not that hard. No, it's I not. see them do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I watch. It's a few clicks. I don't see my guy do it, but it don't seem to take him long. So you know, what I mean, it can't be that hard. Well, what I did before them is, um, I would just zoom in. Mm-hmm. So like, and if I 
cut myself off or clip myself off, I just sacrificed that because I figured bigger was better. Yeah, yeah. It was just more you could like get in front of their eyeballs more. That's right. Anyway, we don't have to get into like the the minutia of it, but it's like um I, I'm very excited for you and I'm very excited for everybody who's putting <coughs> out their own shit. I want you to succeed because it's like the future. And people yeah. really only understand I think people see my success and I think they're like Okay, let's go. That's a model. I want to replicate it. And it is the model. So the more people that also have success like that, mm. the more people invest in that. Yeah, of course. And then you start to like, how good did it feel to put it out? It felt great. And the idea of like, of not listening to you initially and not like, cause I, I went to you for an Andrew Schultz presents yeah. just to be fully transparent. And what I say, you said yes. Yeah. And I, and I said, yes. And I said, wait till you have the kid. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was like, let's, once you have the kid, there's something. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like. You are drug dad. <laughs> yeah. And you know how many drug dads there are? Quite a bit. Yeah. It's they're all I may our f- generation is yeah. I'm a dad who loves my kid. I take care of my kid. I'm also on DMT. Right? <laughs> yeah, or I'm yeah. also whatever. I'm a pot like- patriarch. <laughs> <laughs> but go on. Okay. But yeah, so so the idea of it was I was like I was like, Yeah, I do. I I love Andrew. I want to work with Andrew for sure. But then I was like, what did Andrew do? He built up his own thing. He can stand on his own two feet. He created a foundation that he can build upwards from. So while wanting to work with you was appealing and getting that mass exposure, I also wanted to be sure that once I got that mass exposure, I had a house to put it in. That's the thing. Like, and maybe I didn't articulate that with you. Is like, I don't, I'm not interested in building up, um, myself with other comics. Right. I just want you guys to build up yourselves. Totally. And the, the, the if I have a selfish goal in it, the long term selfish goal is that's the only way we can reorganize New York. <laughs> yeah. Like the only way is if you guys have a massive podcast, mm. right? If Akash is selling out shows around the fucking world yeah. and his YouTube is exploding, if all of us have power and we can kind of combine that power like the West Coast guys do, yeah. we can make New York We get all the infinity stones. We need we really yeah. need to do it. So it's like Right now, we're in the process, like even this studio. This studio is an investment in New York comedy. It's yeah. not just us. It's, hey, History Hyenas, you guys need to cook something up? Mm. Chris and Yannis just hit me the other day. Hey, can we do some ladder 14? Yeah, when do you want? <laughs> it's What did I say when you walked in here? You're like, any ideas you have? Just yeah. let's fucking make something out of the city. We've been resting on our laurels. There's right. a bunch of guys who are, you know, having heart attacks and strokes at the cellar, yeah. right? Who are our fucking OGs. Yeah. And we've been sitting there letting them hold it down for... 20 years, none of us taking the fucking reign. They took the reins eventually. Mm -hmm. It's up to us, if we want to honor them, to build New York up again. Well, like, that's let why them I put them in rest. my special and I want to stand on their shoulders and, you know, yeah. push them underwater. Right underneath the water. <laughs> Drown them all. Okay? <laughs> let them grab onto Sagalow's arms with buoys. That's what they do. <laughs> they do look like the bumpers of a boat as you're trying to park it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, guys, we should um, we should. Uh, well, actually, first, Mike Cannon, what is your YouTube so they can go get it? We'll it's put a, it. We'll put the link in the uh, YouTube page for these videos. Man. Of course, it's uh, it's Mike Cannon comedy on YouTube. You can find my special on there called Life Begins. I have a bunch of stand up videos. I have I have old sketches from when uh, my YouTube was set up as Dong Comic Two. Love it. Yeah, that's give us a, one thing to go to. I think that's a big mistake. A lot of a lot of us the make. special. Life okay, begins. go watch the special. Mike now, Cannon if they don't have on 45 YouTube. minutes, is there one bit on there that you really think showcases 
who you are on I think, YouTube. I think there's one bit about circumcision that's really great. It's like a six minute chunk uh, on the decision to circumcise it, my son. But is it? Um, is the, there like on the video? We're in the that's in the middle. But the end actually, it's a story about how I volunteered to get bit by a marine dog in the middle <laughs> when I performed in the yeah, Middle East. Tell me that story. Uh, I, yeah, I would. I would recommend uh, everybody go to that because I think that's a pretty blistering six minutes. That's good. Yeah, I think because it's one of the things. These things that, uh, that we do a lot as comics or uh, you know even podcasters where we're like, yo, check my podcast out, and then someone goes and looks at the podcast and there's two hundred episodes. Yeah. Right. And it becomes daunting, yeah. right? Like mm. you, you got, you get almost intimidated and then you're like, do I want to invest two hours in something? I don't even know if I like. Mm-hmm. So from now on, I never say check out my podcast. Yeah. I say, check out Franks and beans. There's an episode that we have <laughs> or check out this specific yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So I want to push people towards a specific thing. Sure. They find out who my canon is. And then if they like that, then they'll fucking ride with you. Yeah. But yeah, go check bit. that out, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you um, very much. Yo, we got to talk about Kobe, man. Yeah, I guess we do. Holy fuck. Yeah. It's pretty brutal, right? I mean, I don't know how you guys are taking it. I spoke I was I, on Luis J. Gomez's podcast last night, and he couldn't be more disconnected from the sports world, even though he's yeah. a huge fan of sweaty men rolling around in an octagon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and he considers, you know, adulation of a sports star somehow gay. But uh but he loves fighting. Right. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. But I was arguing about how much this means to people like us because we watched the guy's whole career yeah. from I, 17 to 41. I was the number one Kobe hater on earth when he played. Yeah. Mm. But you had to respect him. And then also after career Kobe, we talked about this. He had the greatest post-playing career we had ever seen. Yeah. Mm. He won a fucking Oscar. Mm. He's spending all this time with his kids. Mm. He seems happy. Like Michael Jordan, better player. You see him post retirement, he looks fucking miserable. miserable. Yeah, and a Acts like miserable. a true sociopath. Like yeah. even so nobody has good out. stories of Michael Jordan, really. Mm. Kobe, you're hearing all this good stuff. Mm-hmm. And you look at him like this guy still looks good. Mm. Right. In shape. And he just seemed invincible. He seemed like this is his post playing career is gonna be incredible. He's gonna do a fucking phenomenal things. He's yeah. a wise person. You wanna hear what he has to say. In 20 years, he would have been like a fucking philosopher that we would have listened to. Right. Yeah. Well, and the ultra wokes want to, you know, obviously come after him for the allegations in Denver and everything like that. But if you look at that cunt, Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, this <laughs> fucking cunt. Yo, I told you guys that listen to this. You remember when I had a beef with her a fucking year ago and then that guy Jimmy got involved. What's his name? Jimmy? The other guy from the show. McPoyle from Always Sunny in Philadelphia? <laughs> no. Was he, he in he's that? He's one of the McPoyles. Was he? I'm pretty sure, yeah. No you know kidding. the weird brothers in Always Sunny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. got a fucking good burn on me. He did have a good burn. <laughs> what he said that? I sounded like a villain from a, a ski movie. <laughs> <laughs> like pretty, your dad owns a, a mountain? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty good, but fuck you too, Jimmy. Anyway, but go back. Evan Rachel Wood. I dare you to say anything about it. Oh, a lot of white bitches were white bitches. Can y'all not just make some shit about you for a second? It's fuck. crazy. Is that possible? But yeah, also, his apology. and Woody Allen on the red carpet, you stupid bitch. I can't believe that you could take a moral high ground on any rape allegation whatsoever mm. and do a movie with Woody Allen. Like those worlds yeah, yeah. can't exist. Yeah, like, that's true. I'm sorry. What's the girl's name? Uh, Colin Joe's wife. What's Scarlett her name? Scarlett Johansson. You, yeah. you got to shut up. Yeah. Well, you she can't. said she's for Woody. She, that's she defended I, him. Of course she is. Yeah, because yeah. if you weren't and you did the too? movie, you're yeah. an asshole. <laughs> she doesn't have a choice, right? Like, of course she's for Woody. Yeah. Right. You, you are grandfathered into for Woody. Because if you say you believe he did it and you still did the movie, 
you do rapist movies yeah. and pedophile movies. But is so, she a big feminist spokesperson? I don't know her to say much. Not really. She's also anti-diversity. Uh, <laughs> anti She's that like, I don't I don't find it paramount. She's like, I think just the most talented people should that's get what, what they I want. I love that. And she was that. skewered. She, I love that. Yeah. No, yeah. That's a cool white girl. No, I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But go on. But she has to say that so she could work. Right. Like when these white girls are like, we need more diversity, and then they don't get the role, and they're like, oh, I've been touched. Well, that <laughs> <laughs> like, like, isn't that what happened with all these Me Too girls? Yeah, like yeah. they're like diversity, diversity, and then they're like, all right, well now you're out, and they're like, well, well Harvey Weinstein. Uh. That's, that's a very very funny byproduct of all of this. Is like, I wish a woman of color could have had my job, and it's like, well, you were in the to position get, to hand it off. Yeah, yeah. Or you wish you could have the job that you were getting raped at. Yeah. yeah. You want to give that to a woman of color? Like, like, what are you trying to hand off here? You know what I mean? And also, at any point in time, you can donate women of color money. Right. Like, if you want to help women oh, of color, yeah. it's right there. Yeah. Right. Very, very, very. You're going to get a movie soon. You can give that to a woman of color. Yeah. For sure. You for keep sure. shaving your head, Rose McGowan. It's like, donate the hair to these black women <laughs> that are going to buy it anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like, the least that you can do. You're making them buy Akash's fucking cousin's hair and shit. <laughs> they don't know no better. So, the point with the Kobe, even with the Kobe allegation. Okay. Here's something that pissed me off. Once you accept the settlement, mm. that's the price that it costs you to not get raped. Okay? <laughs> you make a decision in your mind that it wasn't yeah. rape. That's the rape toll, baby. That's, no, no. You you were like, I... I the I, toll I, of consent. It's a toll. I was raped. The drawbridge is up, and the then drop, as soon and then as you close, pay it, it goes... Right? So it's like, I, I was raped. And then he was like, $25 million. And then you were like, that was sex. <laughs> That's what you're saying. That's the price for it to be sex, right? That's Because here's the thing. And this is for people who get all crazy and take this out of context. No, no. You can go to criminal court, lose, mm. and then go to civil court and win. Right. Have you heard of a guy named O.J. Simpson? Yes. Okay. When you choose to not even go through the criminal court or the civil, you're just accepting payment. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You don't care about the justice. Mm. She didn't go to criminal or the court? Justice, no. Well, they went to criminal, or they were going to, but the charge, charges were dropped. The char you dropped the charges yeah. to accept the money. Yeah, yeah. So you don't care about him getting justice. Not no. to you mention his apology is paint by numbers perfect Bro, you for progressives. Because he did say, he's like, listen, I didn't think that this was not consensual, but it's very clear to me considering her testimony. Clarify what you said. Clarify. I, did, I, I didn't, th there's too many notes right there. So, so I thought this was I consensual. I thought this was consensual. Good, 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 good. Yes. In my opinion, that's what it was. However, due to her, once hearing her testimony and her account of things, it's very clear to me that she did not. That's and he's like, so I would like to apologize to her, her family. Like he literally laid it out as as if a perfect apology could you know as perfect of an apology for rape for real and <laughs> and also that's the apology that 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 her lawyers agreed on being right. out there right. because the deal was i'm going to give you this apology it can't be used in any other court case mm -hmm. now my personal feeling is if you drop the charge accept the money and you don't pursue criminal or other civil you just wanted the money and that's fine but you could have got the money in civil yeah. the money's always on the table so if you just got the 25 and they basically said, hey, you might have gotten 12 here, but you can get 25 or whatever the fuck it was. You're putting money over justice. So Aren't if you, you don't care though, about justice, why do we? Couldn't you also though just yeah. be like, I don't think we're going to win because he's got the better lawyers. He's got the whatever. Like the, the chips are stacked in his favor in terms of resources. They're Let's never stacked. Something. They're Let's never get stacked something. with a rape victim. They're never stacked in the favor of the man. Like, if we want to go over uh, courses of rape, like, how many wrongful convictions? Like, we're talking about... Yeah, but how many untested rape kits are there? 
Like it depends. It depends how you look at it, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. you know, it, and how many rich people get locked up for rape? But it, here, so here's here's that's where actually a good Brock point. Turner got like a fucking he raped somebody and then, then he, he got, got like six a, minutes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. a steak dinner when he got out or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. Is he rich? Is that that why I he mean, got out? He went sure. to Stanford. His parents are well. His yeah, well, well to do. His right. name is fucking. Brock. I, I don't know. I don't look, look. Look, look. I don't know. My point is. At a certain point in time, like if you think a rapist is out there in the world, then we have like a a social responsibility to not have him out there in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think that when you go, okay, I'll accept this money, which I don't blame you, by the way. No, not at all. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. If someone raped me. I want 25 million over justice. Yeah. Like if someone raped me and you could be in jail or you could be free and I got 25 million. I think that's the right, right one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's when you said it's it doesn't matter if it's justice to everyone else, it's justice to the victim. Yeah. I think that's where everybody gets so hairy and they they kind of they take in the information through their own trauma filter, right? So because they've been through some shit, maybe they've been assaulted, maybe they have have family that's been assaulted, now they still want to come for that guy because technically he just paid somebody off. Because he raped. Right. So they know he's still out in the world and it reopens their own personal wound. And, when they're and getting, they want to seek justice yes. still based on their own yeah. experience. And they can't be rewarded. I think that's where it gets tricky for people. It's like, it's one thing if he goes and does his thing, you go do your thing, nobody talks anymore. But when people start saying what a great guy he is, that was the yeah. Weinstein shit, I think. Yeah. It was like, when people are going, oh, he cares about women, he's supporting all these other things, it was like, whoa, 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 How whoa, much whoa. of a gangster is he, though, in the courtroom to just be like, and nobody's talking about all the good I've done for these whores. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's limping in and dragging a foot. He's like, these bitches have a statue because of me. It's true. <laughs> Motherfucker came through, dog. The statue's name is Oscar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a three-picture deal after I forcibly stuck my putt in them. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. It's just, well, whatever. The Kobe thing is tragic, obviously. It's a, um, it's it's interesting just hearing all the stories about Kobe. Have you guys been, like, trying to yeah. pay attention to that? Yeah. There, there are very few stories about Kobe. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you know, it's like, I've been scouring the internet. Every story is about the relentless work ethic. Mm-hmm. Right. Every athlete story about Kobe is either I was at the gym first and then he got there and then the next day he was there first or he's talking to Allen Iverson and Allen Iverson said, you know, uh, Kobe goes, what are you going to do later tonight? And Allen's like, I'm going to the club. He's like, I'm going to the gym. Right. Right. Like he took back Kobe sneakers from his whole Laker team because he said, you guys don't deserve these. You're too soft. That's that was the story. The fucking great. How wild is that? Yo, it is. But there's an interesting <laughs> thing that I learned about Kobe uh, just talking to some some people. And it was. Um, he was. Unexposable. He was a complete player. There was nothing that you could attack. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't attack him defensively. You couldn't let him shoot the three, especially towards the end of his career. He was proficient at it. Like he was as close as you get to a complete and perfect player. Like even LeBron is scared to shoot, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. like not a great free throw shooter, not a great free throw. The only shooter. way to expose Kobe is to almost make him shoot too much. Yeah. Like yeah. he shot himself out of the finals. Yeah. Th- that one year where it, it was very clear. He was like, he just wanted it so bad that his body just couldn't handle. Yeah. Like, you know, the task at hand. But yeah. that, that's almost the way to expose Kobe is like, you want to do this yourself? By all means, score 140. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But it was just 
And apparently there's so much respect amongst the players just for the singular focus. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I always thought that Kobe, you know, emulated Michael Jordan and Jordan's work ethic. And he was like, I'm going to be a student in this game because Michael was a student in the game. And I'm going to be perfect this game because Michael was. Mm -hmm. And uh, it turns out his influence wasn't Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jackson. Apparently, he spoke to Michael Jackson um, about making Thriller. And he was making... Uh, another album and he was like involved in some way just kind of like in the periphery mm. and michael jackson was like breaking down all the little things that he would do and how like this insane attention to detail and how you create an album like bad or create an album like thriller and kobe said that i i, I didn't want to be michael jordan I, I wanted the work ethic of michael jackson i wanted that type of specificity and that type of focused and that type of settling out of court he <laughs> <laughs> took it one step too far, I think. He really tried to, he tried to be just like, but uh, he found Neverland. That's, yeah, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, do you think that's true, or do you think he's just like, look, I don't want everybody to think I'm just copying MJ. Maybe so a little let me, bit of both. Let me say I'm copying the other I, MJ. I think the reason why he, Kobe was so happy after. Uh, playing, or at least we think he was happy after playing, is because he probably attacked retirement with the same attitude and focus. I think that's what he said. He yeah. did he? Yeah, yeah you yeah. just take it and you move it to this. You take that focus and you move it to these other things. Yeah, and and obviously Jordan can't do that. He still has this competitive fire that needs to be, you know, um, I just put out in some way, shape, or form, or just ignored through maybe like gambling or alcohol right. or yeah. you know cigars or whatever the fuck that is. But like. Yeah, Kobe was able to look at how do I enjoy not playing and family and business with the same type of hyper focus and and it fucking functioned for him. And it's kind of like, in a way, that's almost like the most, maybe the most profound part of his legacy because there are all these athletes that just fall the fuck apart oh, yeah. after the I game. Mean, look at poor Iverson. His Son. face is like booze bloat. Bro. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just You like, look at him, you feel sad. You're like, yeah. Dude, you're still a young guy. Yeah. Yeah, man. The one thing Kobe, like, this is what, to me, fully sets him apart from Michael Jordan is that he, like, knew his kid's first name. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Michael Jordan yeah, yeah. barely knows Marcus and Jeffrey. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. those kids are on Instagram, like, fanning out bills since they were 17 <laughs> years old, having accomplished nothing. They have zero work ethic yeah. whatsoever. Who knows what the fuck they're doing now? Yeah. But, like, Kobe was hands-on, yeah. especially with the older daughter. She was the one mostly exposed to media and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like you see those clips of him working out with her individually and, like, yeah. teaching her and how passionate he was even about women's basketball and wanting to champion the yeah, WNBA. Like, I think she's that's a second. Second. She's second. Oh, she's a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's the really, we haven't touched on that. That's what made this so fucking so brutal. Sad. If Kobe man. was gone, it would have been shocking because you thought he was invincible, but then at some point you'd have been like, Kobe. He lived a life. He would have looked at you yeah. morning and been like, and this is, there's a meme going around like, Gallus soft, get in the gym. Right. Yeah. But Gigi is just like, oh, fuck, dude. Now there's a whole different thing. That's brutal. 13 year old girl who seemed like. There's a story, Kobe on, I think, um, Kimmel, and he's talking about Gigi, and, ah, and yeah, fans yeah. will be like, yo, Kobe, you gotta, you gotta have a son, man. And he's like, why? He's like, you need somebody to carry on the legacy. And Gigi's like, no, 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 I got this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, fuck, dude, that's uh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Little Mamba right there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then he she's gone too, and fuck, dude. He just, uh, he just put in for whatever, Mambasita, that was gonna be her, uh, her whole moniker. Uh, yeah. I know, it's, it's tough, man. It's like, 
I, I, I have a brand new kid, six month old, right? Kobe yeah. has a six month old kid. Oh, the thought God. of leaving my son with my wife, or even worse, taking my son with me to the other side and yeah. leaving my wife, it's so it's sickening. Like, yeah. you know, I, I read it in the car, which is probably dangerous to do. I've read the news <laughs> as I'm, yeah, while I'm driving. I'm like half crying, half reading an article and then veering <laughs> back into the lane. And it's just like, you know, it, all of those things kind of flood into your consciousness. Right. Yeah. Because, you, you know, I, I've never hugged my my kid harder than when yeah. I got home because it's like you never know, man. I've had a lot of friends die. And every single time it happens, it's just a shocking reminder of mortality. You know, it's kind of crazy. Someone texted me this on the way yeah. here, so I haven't gotten to look into it more. T-Mac yeah. apparently said, Kobe always said he wanted to die young. Yeah. He wanted to be immortalized, which is crazy and kind of cool if he even went out on his own terms for Kobe. For Gigi, right. the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no way he would want that for Gigi. He didn't 100%. want that. No chance he wanted that. Uh, but but about the die young thing, it is quite, it is quite interesting because Kobe might achieve his ultimate dream posthumously in that he wanted to be the greatest player ever, right? Yeah. And how you get remembered as the greatest player ever is often narrative, right? Like there's mm-hmm. going to be a time where people forget about Michael Jordan. I know yeah. it sounds crazy, but like this generation of kids who grew up wearing the Jordans, they don't remember Jordan. Yeah. Right. They don't remember what he actually did as a player. He just yeah, lives you know? on in YouTube. It, yeah. it lives on YouTube in shitty quality. And as that gets grainier and grainier, mm-hmm. you know, it, people are going to watch it less and less, you yeah. know? So it's like Kobe will one be immortalized because of this. And, we'll look back at the greatness of Kobe and be reminded of the greatness of Kobe through like the, the, the most clear frames you possibly can. And two, if they make him the logo, which I think is a realistic thing. I agree. Yeah. All of a sudden Kobe gets something his idol MJ will never get, Mm -hmm. which is being immortalized forever and being synonymous with the NBA. That's why he wanted to die young because he knew. I'm not as good as MJ, but if I go, <laughs> I'm better. It's, yeah, Do you think even a little part of LeBron was thinking about putting on a flying squirrel costume and jumping off the <laughs> Staples Center? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got to match this. I can't. There's no way. <laughs> no. There's no way. The video of LeBron crying is fucking heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. That's why. That's also a brutal element of this is you realize how filthy the media is because everybody's concerned with getting their first not right. So they're they're reporting that all four of his fucking daughters were, yeah, on, the, were on the thing. Rick Fox has to put out a thing being like, oh, no, guys, this is awful. Awful, but I'm not dead like yeah. you know and, and then you get these super zoom images of, of poor LeBron this man that that is like you I know I hated it, myself for watching it yeah and I was just like this is why they take these shitty it's videos it's the ultimate voyeurism the guy can't even mourn without us being like ooh look at that yeah, yeah. I'm shocked he has human emotion yeah I asked um, his feet are so fucking slanted that's what it also is stuck an odd out thing to me to his feet I uh who? LeBron's feet LeBron's they should feet. like W's man he just fucking Really? The way he yeah. walks. Yeah, it's like yeah. a silent film. Never, know. never noticed that? Yeah, yeah it's very Chaplin. <laughs> this fucking like gate of Chaplin. I, I asked Burr last night because, you know, Burr's a big helicopter guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what, what is your take? You're going to stop flying a helicopter? Like, what's what's the whole thing? And he goes, uh, he basically said, he's like, no. And he kind of like breaks down and like, real detail what happened mm. like i mean i was fucking lost i, was, I couldn't keep up but i was fascinated i mean he so, was talking about yeah. ivf and evf and all these different things and like fly assistance and all that shit but he basically said it was the pilot's error and he goes the, the most dangerous thing with a, a pilot is either low amount of hours or high amount of hours because mm-hmm. high amount of hours you think you could do anything right so basically what happened is they came over this hill 
and there was all this fog that was kind of condensed to the valley. And they only cleared it by 100 feet. Cleared what? The hill. So they that, barely that get over hill. the hill. Yeah, yeah. And then I guess on the way down, he's taking it down. And when you have all this fog, you can't see and you have to trust the you know infrared technology whatever it is but you have to tell if you feel a helicopter going to the side your body is going to readjust it itself you have to look at that fucking infrared and then tell your body that it's lying to you essentially and they took a gamble going like nobody should have gone literally they knew taking off it's too foggy and they were like let's go and they were reminded multiple times and they could have sat down so it is truly pilot's error now you're the pilot you're in there with fucking kobe bryant you're in there you're like isn't it also kobe's decision to go yeah, you also don't know if off. kobe is such a like like come on man let's let's get this done you don't know how if he pushed or if the pilot pushed you exactly no exactly but at the end of the day you're a passenger you're not the pilot right and the pilot if i tell the pilet of the fucking jet blue flight hey i went let's speed it up a little bit we need to get to la or like <laughs> hey bring it down whatever i booked my own ticket yeah, for this <laughs> i meant you know you, you they're gonna tell me to fuck off and at a certain point in time as a pilot you got to say no yeah that yeah. is your actual job is to tell whoever the fuck is in that plane no you know the lesson you know? i took from that though for everybody is I, Aaliyah. they knew there was too much shit on the plane and they were like put it on anyway let's so, go let's do yes. it but and we all kind of judged that but every one of us makes that decision driving and we should all think about it like if you're going 90 miles an hour to try to get somewhere faster versus 75 whatever the speed limit is you're getting there four minutes quicker than you normally would. Yeah. It's literally five minutes. So worth it. You are putting... I cannot explain how worth that four minutes is. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So worth that four minutes. I'm going to be honest. It is so... It's a crazy time. Do you know how long four minutes is? Look at Brennan Sagalow's arms for four <laughs> minutes. And tell me you were like, I shouldn't drive 90 miles per hour on this fucking highway right now. It is so worth it. I love you, Brennan. It is so worth it. Those four minutes, worth it. Nah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. Nah. You want to drive 65? I mean, you're telling me you drive the speed limit. You do 10 over. Yeah. 10 over, everybody doing it. Go flow of traffic. Okay, so 10 over. <laughs> why you got to be Tokyo drifting? Why are you saving 30 seconds? Because mm. that's flow of traffic. I, I'll give you but an example. But you and think 75 feel, to 65 is going to make I a difference? I don't feel dangerous at 75. 90, you're starting to do, you're fucking swerving in and out of lanes. Who's you're, swerving in and out of lanes? You're going straight. Who going straight? You're not if you're going 90 and the car in front of you going 75, how are you gonna get around them? You go 75. <laughs> <laughs> you go 75. That's you what I'm go saying. into another Full lane, traffic. you go around his bitch ass, and then you go 90 again. I'm not saying I go 90, right. but when Alex goes 90 and we're all sleeping because he's in a fucking Tesla <laughs> and he he got some fucking weights that he hangs on the steering wheel to trick the steering wheel into thinking that his hand is on it, and we're passed out asleep going 90 miles per hour. Yeah. I felt very comfortable. Okay. Crazy. I feel very comfortable. Okay. You wouldn't feel comfortable. I don't listen, man. Andrew Bryant, let's chill, son. Let's chill. We don't need that. I'm not in a chopper. I'm not in a chopper, bro. That's different. Because you you can be a garden snake, son. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Gardener snake. What I'm trying to tell you is. In the car, yeah, you could roll. There's a thing. <laughs> there are things you could do in a car that you can't do in the fu- bro. A helicopter is different, dog. A helicopter is a wrap. Smaller margin of error. Yeah. Car. You ain't a Power Ranger, son. What you hopping out of? I'm not hopping out. You can roll. I have an airbag. <laughs> <laughs> I have an airbag. That's true. Right? It has airbags. It has airbags. It has airbags. You know what's crazy is what? we saw someone die because they fell asleep on the road. Yeah. Like we saw a human being die 
And then Andrew's like, yeah, Alex, just put the shit on the wheel and let's just take a nap. We're I was like- in the passenger seat, to be fair. <laughs> I was in the passenger seat. But I also figured they wouldn't make a car that was going to run right into the median. That'd be bad for <laughs> But that'd be bad for the brand, right? Why would you make that car? Why would Tesla make that car? And then the whole brand goes to shit. It's in your best interest to get me to Boston. It's in your best interest, right? Am I right or wrong? I love how you gauge your life based on like stock prices. You're like, well, clearly they don't want to take a they dip on the Dow. They don't want to take a dive. I'm saying you're going speed limit your whole life. You're going no, 75. I'm, I'm usually doing about 10 over. 10 That's over. It. Why? Or flow of traffic. If nobody's going fast, you can't go What fast. if everybody's going 85? You go 20 over? I go with flow of traffic. Again, I'm not weaving in and out. I'm not trying to pass everybody up. But that's and I'll do it sometimes. And then my girl, well, she'll do it too. And she's like, yo, we say five minutes. And I'm like, yo, you're right. I should yeah. chill. Because there's times you're trying to catch a train or whatever the fuck. And you're just going all over the road. And then you're like, yo, if I catch the next train, what's the big fucking deal? I could leave 10 minutes earlier just as easily. Yeah. I leave early. I, that, that's, I mean, I've had so many friends die from car-related incidents. Really? Like a ton. Yeah. It, it, Bro, you acting like motherfuckers don't die on the road. More I'm than sorry. Five. I grew up in New York City. <laughs> yeah, Nobody had a car. You, you die on the subway. That's how you die. And that's <laughs> Who, rare. Yeah, anybody dying on the subway. Very few people die on the subway. Yeah. Controlled speeds. But I go the speed limit because I'm high, typically. So it's like kind of a, a fun video game. <laughs> so you get high. Yeah, yeah. How does that not affect people's driving ability? It certainly does. <laughs> it has to. Yeah. Dog, I, I mean, remember it, the first time Mark Mark got high. We were in Denver. We smoked medical-grade marijuana. Mark, for the first time oh in his life, God, gets dude. high. Yeah. And we realized that we had to drive back to the hotel. And then we're like... Mark, you got this, right? <laughs> Literally, We're I treated so it no yeah. different than like checking to see if a girl has an STD or not. Uh-huh. I was like, you're good, right? You're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yeah, passed the eye test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but he got us there. Yeah, but we were dumb for that, though. We were dumb for yeah. that. Again, you go Uber there, Uber back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah, we should have fucking Ubered. That's the thing. Sometimes it works to your advantage. I was in Seattle once and I took an, <laughs> a, a legal medical uh, grade edible. Yeah. I ate like, you know, one of those buckets of fucking crab that you smash. Yeah. And then I was driving back to my hotel. Never been to Seattle before. And about 12 miles away. From, I missed this turn three separate times. And it was such right. a big it was such a big exit that it took me five miles out of the way. And I did that three times in a row. I was so stoned. <laughs> and after the third time, I finally got it. And I was like, yeah. And I'm still 12 miles. My phone died. <laughs> and I'm just the most high I've ever been behind the wheel in a city I've never been to and I'm like I think I was near the airport and I just kind of kept driving towards the airport and I just happened upon my hotel and I was like I'm the smartest man in America (laughs) yo I always say this I never until last week never done a drug in my life but I always encourage Cannon. He's the one comic. Most comics, I'm like, yo, man, don't party too much. Don't get out of control. Cannon, I'm like, you do whatever you got to do. Goddamn right. Yeah, I haven't drank in 13 months, though. Hey, good for you. Yeah. But what about drugs? Weed, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, no drugs. for. What about, yes, drugs? Yeah. Mushrooms? Mushrooms. I did mushrooms at uh, Ricky Velez's wedding in Miami. <laughs> that was super fun. Weird. Okay. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of an odd weird. thing because yeah. everybody's drinking and stuff, yeah. and I'm like shaking hands with God in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done time, DMT? Though. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Uh, Rogan always talks about it. Yeah. it's. Uh, I'll give you the abridged version, but it's dimethyltryptamine. Yeah. It's what your brain secretes as yeah. you're dying. A lot of people, the theory behind it is that it eases your transition from life into death. They also believe it's responsible for Steve Jobs' last six words, which were, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow, as he was passing away. 
crazy, right? And they also think that maybe he just saw all the Chinese kids he put in sweatshops <laughs> waiting for him in the gates of hell. They're just sitting there, just <laughs> sharpening throwing stars. Like, just hello, Steve. Falling out of the buildings they worked in, <laughs> hitting the net and oh, bouncing wow. into. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> that was all their names. That was their name. <laughs> go, go on. He so, literally just said, "Oh wow! Oh yeah, wow! Oh yeah. wow!" And it's uh, wow. it's the most potent hallucinogen on the market so or they ever. found a way to, to synthesize it from it. plant yeah. okay synthesize it from a plant and yeah. then you do it how long does it last uh eight to twelve earth minutes <laughs> but, but it could feel much different so i my first one was like eight minutes um it felt probably it felt in the proximity of a half hour i guess like it, it and but it was it's really fast it's almost too fast to process especially if you're not used to hallucinogens which i am but it like it, it you know the, your whole your sense of reality breaks down in front of you and it takes you through levels and dimensions of consciousness. But it's really fast, and it shoots you up and around, or at least for me, it shoots you around. It kept taking me deeper, deeper, and then back up as if to show me levels. And then I, you know, a bunch of symbolic stuff happened where my dad, like, first of all, a silhouette of a giant head, like, kind of came across my periphery. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, is that Steve Bannon? I don't know why I thought it was Steve Bannon, but it turned and it was my dad's head and he was just looking at me and then it tore in half. And then a bunch of other stuff that I also have emotional scarring and problems with just it, it happened in front of me, tore in half. So it was like a symbolic, like, sounded- let it go, get rid of it, like, okay. you know, unload all of this shit that you've been hanging on to and angry about. It is stayed with me since but <laughs> but but I, I got a little concerned i was like can we cure that shit like no no well also weirdly I enough get rid of strip clubs ayahuasca and 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 this thing called abilgeen which is a similar similar hallucinogen yeah. it's like something wild like 95 to 98 percent success rate for hardcore heroin addicts they had a they had a vice documentary about this where they would take somebody into the desert give them an abilgeen for an extended amount of time yeah. make them confront all of their demons and oh. everything Everything that they have, their trauma that has led them to medicate with whatever drug they're choosing, yeah. and it has shattered that that urge and that trauma, and they come out the other side sober. How does it work for schizophrenia? I assume it's bad. I assume it, I mean that's the thing. It's like people are like you're so pro uh, psychedelics, and you talk about it all the time. And I'm like, like, I wouldn't even recommend weed to everybody. I wouldn't. Yeah. Re- I wouldn't recommend mushrooms because if you if you're on that border or if you're if you're right there with like any mental illness which i am so probably i'm pretty lucky that it hasn't swung the swung the opposite way but like it could really it could set that switch you know what i mean it could light that wick where now now you are bipolar yeah now that happened to my bro yeah psychedelics really sent him over yeah. yeah, I mean that's why it's like you gotta take precaution with everything you do and really look into it and and ask yourself if you feel like you can so take DMT it. is fucking crazy. DMT is wild, man. It's it's but it's one of those things where like it's unlike any other hallucinogen where you kind of learn your lessons for the weeks after. So it's such a fast process that you kind of come out of it and you're almost like Ashton Kutcher and butterfly effect. Like your nose bleeds, you're catching up to all your memories and all that stuff. And you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And then over the next week, you're kind of like ruminating on it and you you then you attach purpose or meaning to certain things that you saw right. and it, it it helps you kind of uh you know process it. Turbo therapy. Yeah, yeah. A little What's bit. That? 
Just therapy, but just much faster. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> therapy, you just think Dude. about shit that you talked about, and then you're like, oh, fuck, maybe that was maybe that. Maybe it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's this, um, I, I mean, I felt this way about Burning Man. I probably spoke about it here, but like, I didn't realize the influence that would have every year. You start to like do things or operate a little different. And then you're like, oh, that's right. That's what I kind of picked up from that experience. Right. So I guess, and drugs are one of them. Like I, I tried Molly for the first time and it was the first time that I felt like in excess of, of love. Right. Like I filled the hole and then went above the hole and had yeah. more. <laughs> and then what I did with when I had more was just wanted to give to people. And mm -hmm. it was like, oh, this is how like normally adjusted human beings feel. Like <laughs> I don't know if that exists. Maybe not, but like, yeah. you know, I thought about religious folks, right? And and this, and I've met like preachers and priests and that kind of stuff. And regardless if they're like putting it on or not, they're giving. Sure. Now, maybe they found a way to like really tap into that thing they believe and like fill that void that exists in all of us with that and then have some excess. And with that excess, give it away. Or maybe they're lying. doesn't matter. But it was the closest thing that I've experienced to that myself. Yeah. Where you're just around some guy like Carl Lentz. This guy Carl. Like he never asked for anything. All he's like, hey, you want to come to a Nets game? Hey, how you doing, brother? How you? Everyone. Never asked for a single fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Drew, Anita. Anita. There's this, this the woman who just retired, uh, but she would work the uh, desk at um, at the iHeartMedia. And oh, she um, was the best. She literally just a ball of fucking joy, constantly giving, constantly grateful, constantly crying, tears of joy and gratitude. Get her a coffee. Thank you so much. Like it was like she operates full. Yeah. Right. And it's just one of those things where I would never know what that experience was had I not done drugs. Yeah, you unlocked it. Well, I unlocked it. Now, granted, we have a killer set on stage, and afterwards you just want to like be nice to your girlfriend. Like that's how I right, my right. girl knows I did well when I come home and I'm like nice to her. Yeah, and like, you, you go down on her. Dishes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, wow, somebody killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like she's rooting for me to do well just as much as anybody else. <laughs> but but there does exist that experience. So I think there is utility in drugs because once you know it can happen. It's like when you take some kid who like grew up with like nothing and then you show him the nice part of town. Yeah. Once they realize, oh shit, this is attainable. Right. Oh, I can get that. Then all of a sudden they can dream that big. So I think there is utility in drugs. I also think there is a cost to that utility. Totally. Some people get flipped. Yeah, yeah of course. I yeah. mean, I come from a repressed Irish Catholic household right. that was violent. Like, yeah. you know, so it, and all of that what stuff. Like you got like beat I up? got hit. Yeah. Your as dad a kid. and mom fight? Uh no, they didn't fight each other. They fought me. Both of them beat you? <laughs> yeah. How did they beat you? Uh my dad closed fist, my mom Face? ring. Sometimes yeah. So you guys would square up? How no, that I work? mean I was just the victim for the most part. When my, my when my dad and I squared up, yeah. he threw a punch at me when I was nineteen and on steroids, and it was the biggest mistake of his life. What happened? Because so I came home, I went to two years of junior college to play basketball. Yeah, Mike can hoop. I used to be able to. Now I'm a broken down man. But I uh, yeah. that's what uh, I that's what the CBD is for. <laughs> but yeah, so I uh, I I had visited my girlfriend at the time at Syracuse, and I knew where I wanted to go to school because I went to junior college because my parents were like, "Hey, we lost a lot of money in the stock market." My dad was a stockbroker. He's like, "If you do this two years, we'll get you. We'll pay for wherever you want to go, wherever you get in afterwards." So I was like. I wanted to go to Ithaca. It was near Syracuse, near yep. the girl I was dating at the time, who I was under the delusion we were going to be with for, you know, I was going to be with forever. Cool. I could play basketball there. It had my major, all this stuff. I came home from visiting and I'm like, mom, dad, I found it. I know where I want to go. And I said Ithaca. And my dad was like, my parents were in the middle of a divorce, all this turmoil. My grandpa died. 
died, my dog died, all my friends are dying, right? Yeah. And my dad's like, absolutely not fucking SUNY. And I'm yeah. like, what? He's like, you can only go to SUNY. We're not paying for SUNY shit. SUNY stands for State University of New York. Right. Which right. they also, which I also got stuck with the bill anyway. So they didn't even pay for SUNY. Right. So my dad, he's just instantly frothing from the mouth, Irish rage, beat red face, and he's in my face, just like SUNY motherfucker. And I'm I'm yelling back because I'm I'm 205 pounds of coursing testosterone <laughs> through my body, and my dad is 6'2", 280. Like a okay, big, big boy, a, a big motherfucker, big and he's boy. the smallest of his brothers too. All his brothers are like six four, six five. So he's thrown down with big guys too. Yeah, big motherfucker. Okay. So my dad, whatever he like, he gets mad, and he threw like almost a half ass uppercut to my body, and I was T one thousand locked in, and I chopped down closed fist on his forearm, so dead forearm the shit out of him, and like a right fielder throwing to third, I crow hopped. And punched him right in his fucking giant St. Bernard head. Like his Irish <laughs> melted head. And he's so big, though, he took it square in the face and stumbled back for like, you know, four feet. And then I ran away and I went to Villanova <laughs> to visit my friends, got arrested for underage drinking while I was there because I'd never drank in my entire life. I, I drank then. Then I went to visit my buddies and I was drinking like I trained for it. Yeah, I was yeah. smoking weed, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. was pissing in the backyard <laughs> of this party. Hold on. Did you say you ran away? Yeah, I ran away as a college man. But you're 19. It's <laughs> <laughs> called being an adult. <laughs> what do you mean? I ran away from home. <laughs> Did you like actually physically run from the fight? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hit him. He yeah, stumbled back and then the I ran out of the house. Life. He no. took one punch in the face and then this kid ran away. <laughs> It was the biggest mistake of his life. How dare you? How dare you change the narrative of something I've created in my head? <laughs> Bro, he took one punch and he didn't have to pay for college. You know how many parents would take that bet? Are you kidding me? That's like Kobe paying the girl. <laughs> he didn't fall down. He stumbled He fell. He broke his femur. It was a tough day for, for Kevin. So, Dude, he got the best deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he really think did. about that. He saved 80 grand for one punch. You punched yourself. <laughs> you put yourself in fucking debt. Dude, are you still paying that off? Yeah, sure. I'm He's sure, healed. Yeah. <laughs> He's better. <laughs> He's 100% okay. Really but is. every month you're paying fucking Oh, man, this story used Sally to be a May. success story. No, no, it's, no dude. it's just a fucking brutal tale of failure. It's like every time you do DMT, you rip apart his face, but not that fucking bill. That bill's coming every month. <laughs> Yo, he might have gained weight from 280, but your wallet dancer lost weight. That shit is light. About 80,000 light. Oh, dude. Oh, this is we such should an call him right revelation. now. Can we FaceTime him right now? I haven't now? spoken to him in like eight months. Oh, really? Yeah, he hasn't met my kid. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Why? What happened? Because we have a terrible relationship. We just said, after, after college. You would think you would make up after you paid for your own college and you didn't have to take it. You, you think he think tells that story to things. his friends like, my kid punched me in the face and it was the biggest mistake of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this pussy was on steroids and he couldn't even knock me over. <laughs> Wait and minute. then he paid for college. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break for a second because my balls look incredible. All right. Manscaped just dropped a new trimmer. This is the 3.0. Okay. You know that I've been on this Manscaped thing for a while. I've had incredibly hairy ball hair. I grow hair on the balls themselves as well. It's not just bush that I'm trimming down. Balls, sometimes hair even grows on the shaft a bit, like a little moss, okay? I have to take it down. 
I have to take it down not only for my girl, but for my own confidence. Anytime I'm feeling low, I shave my balls. I shave my pubic region. This Manscaped 3.0, the Lawnmower 3.0, it is the truth. Okay? Simple as that. Get your balls right. Get your dick right. And you do that with a discount. Okay? 20% off and free shipping with the code FLAGRANT2 at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping with the code FLAGRANT2 at manscaped.com. Get your balls right. You got a date coming up with a girl you really want to impress? You want to go, you know, to go down there and you shit looking like a wicker basket. That's not what you want to do. You want to have, you want to have it clean. You want to have it looking like an Apple store down there. Okay. I'm not saying you got to take everything off, but it's got to be neat. It's got to be proper, right? Make sure your joint is respectable. Lawnmower 3.0. Don't waste your time. Just do it. You're wasting your time not doing it. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code FLAGRANT2. Get your discount. Get your balls right. Let's get back to the show. So he hasn't met your kid? No. Why? Because he's uh, he's just a shithead. I think he's like, he's he's for sure mentally ill. And I try to, I try to, I try to approach this which is with as much empathy and understanding as I possibly can yeah. because my family is not an open communicative family. Now the people that I keep close to me are my sisters and I are, my mother and I are, my father. What is IR? Uh, uh, communicative. Oh, so okay. we speak. We are communicative. My yeah. mother and I are oh, communicative. I are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We we like I thought it was injured reserve. Like you're punching these chicks too. Like what's going, what's going on over here? Cannon's families. I mean, yeah. I didn't find out that there was a uh there was a history of mental illness in my family until like five years ago. Like yeah. I didn't know my dad's dad. I mean, I knew he like beat him up and, yeah. and all that stuff, but Irish I Irish people need a Charlemagne. Yeah. Like someone just go out there and like tell Irish people it's okay to seek mental health. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause yeah. people don't realize the Irish mm -hmm. Catholics in general do not fuck with mental health. No. Tell the priest stiff upper lip, Get back to your fucking business. Yeah, yeah. Get to work. Get to work. Get to work. And then there's all this drug use. There's all this drinking. And there's all these families that are like really torn apart. Mm -hmm. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it's brutal. So keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, we like my dad, my dad's dad. He was a cop. Everybody in the family was a cop. Yeah. And he fucking stuck his service revolver in his mouth in front of all eight of his kids in Levittown, New York. He didn't pull the trigger. He was, They, like, wrestled the gun away from him, yeah. spent time in an insane asylum, then was doped up on his couch for two years. I only found out about that five years ago, so I've been wrestling with my own depression, uh, anger issues, anxiety, all this stuff, have it, thinking I'm a mutant. Thinking that nobody in my <laughs> family, you. yeah, that, I'm yeah. like, what did I just like? How did I get poisoned? How did this yeah. hit just me? And then it was like the the clouds parted once my sister was like, oh no, we we come from a long line of maniacs. So your sister broke it down to you. Yeah, yeah. She was aware of all this. Kind my of sister. She's older. There. She's older. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And and is she has she tried to like break that chain a little bit? Both of us have because yeah. that that's the reason why it's it's really I'm I'm very aware that it's a harsh harsh move to separate my son from his grandfather and to not speak to him but it's a it's a thing where i cannot allow that active toxicity to come into my family i yeah. i have yeah, to when break you got the a chain. kid it's a whole different thing you also got to do stuff for yourself but when your kid is involved it's like no nah, i can't yeah. i can weather the storm i don't want that to now bleed into my kid you also don't uh -huh. have to but then you can't let it happen to your kid right. like i don't have to weather the storm but i also cannot let, let this. that yeah. happen because yeah. at that that young age, man, they're so formative. Like, 
the things that happened to them as kids do really kind of define their like self-esteem and self-worth yeah. oh, for like the rest of their lives, no. dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, my wife's aunt, who uh, will remain nameless, but she has some body image issues, let's just say. she. My kid is six months old, and she started being like, he's a little chubby. And I'm like, I might twist your head off your shoulders. <laughs> like, like, are you fucking kidding? You're implanting Dude. body image issues in my baby? You're, you're a parent, so you get this more than most. But uh, Skinny babies are ugly also, for the of record. Of course. Yeah, yeah, I don't want a hot six-month-old with V-abs. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But, but one of the trickiest things about an, a, a, a newborn baby is getting it to eat. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's actually yeah. difficult. People don't realize this, but when any of my friends who have kids, they're like, your whole day, you're like, please just eat. Yeah. And don't throw up. Right. Because I need to keep you alive. You don't realize how important it is that you eat. And I just need you to eat. So mm-hmm. if your baby is a little fat, you're like, thank God. Yeah. The thing I was most afraid of is taking care. We'll work that out when you're fucking eight yeah, or something. Course. And when you're hungry, you want your we'll own just food. just get you active once you're able to walk. Yeah. <laughs> like what yeah. the fuck he's barely yeah, he's, he's fat. Not even he crawling. can't exercise yeah <laughs> dude and it's like all he's eating is breast milk and uh organic vegetables yeah it's like, what, how would you how would you change his diet dude you see these things just give him a spoonful of blow <laughs> <laughs> parents will and they do it kind of unknowingly man it's like there's a my girl's my girl's uh mom who's like really sweet uh and it's great but i can see things that my issues my girl kind of has that she's inherited from sure. her mom. What her mom got me a, a Christmas present. It was so sweet. She got me like some books and some this like this like really great granola from from uh, Santa Barbara. And there's all these like things she got. And then she got one other thing. She got these under eye patches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, <that's funny. laughs> she thinks that's you look funny. sleepy. I'm like, oh, thank you for, for letting you. <laughs> Letting me know how you feel about my under eyes, but for Christmas, like, but yeah. how she like snuck it in for yeah. Christmas, Yo. and I'm like, oh my god, my girl probably had to go through that. Oh, passive aggressive life. The passive aggressive. Yeah. You could fix that. You could make that mm-hmm. a little bit better. You know and, what's wild about that? Do they work? Because I would need some of them. <laughs> so we both do, but do, I have yeah. to, off principle, <laughs> look worse to let her know that you're not going to suggest things to make me better. <laughs> and this whole thing with like. By the way, like this whole thing with like how we look like, have you seen Sharon Osbourne lately? No. No. She looks unreal, like amazing. Yeah. Like we've, there was a time where surgery was bad and made you look stupid. Right. And it's then still there. There's it, a tipping point. There's a tipping point. The Kardashians, like Bruce, Je- Caitlyn Jenner is an attractive woman now. I stand behind that. I'm get a fucking firmly disagree. Get yeah. a picture up. Get a picture yeah. up. She's 75 years old. I'll put her up against any other 75 year old woman. She better looking at my mom. Bro, <laughs> no, but bro, that's bro, Olympian bro, man bro, body, yo. Bro, so, no, I'm not talking body. Yeah, I'm but, just talking about face. Oh, because look at her knees. It's like a lopsided grapefruit with like turkey over <laughs> dude, it. It's brutal. Why are you looking at her knees? <laughs> dude, if you get a picture of her now. I'm telling. Look at that top left one. Nah, yo. First of all, that's Eliza Instagram filter for sure. Yeah. That's I'm saying for 75 year old surprised fish. Listen, <laughs> there's one right there. Do you see the one, Karen Jenner, ch- children athlete? It's second row, one over. Oh my god. This one? I think that one. No, that nah, one's not good. Bro. So, nah, bro, come on, bitch. No, that is ghoulish. that is Tim Burton presents Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> now, wait for it. Now, here's what I'm saying. What we're coming from? We're coming from a man. And now we're getting to a woman. If we saw that as a woman on the street, 
we wouldn't question if she's a woman. That's how yeah. amazing the surgery is is getting, right? I saw Sharon Osbourne at the fucking Grammys or whatever that shit was the other night, and she was hosting something, and I was like, whoa, they really figured this shit out. Like, by the time we're old, we will have the choice to not be old. Right. And well, Sharon Osbourne is also eating, like, stem cell cereal. Like, yeah. She's that wealthy. But we will be able to do it, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to get affordable. It's going to get accessible. So all these people now doing all these skincare regimens and fucking under eye and all this shit, it's a waste. Just let it all go. And then when we're at that point, run it back. <laughs> I, I, it's like tires for cars, dude. I'm really sincere. Yeah. Wear them out and then run it back. Because the more, like, shaky, more, like, uh, stretchy your skin gets, the more the filler and stuff is going to work. I'm 100% positive about this. <laughs> She's an attractive 75-year-old woman. Yeah, that's an airbrush pick, but yeah, she looks good in that one. Al? Nah. Nah, yo, come <laughs> on, man. Because <laughs> you know she has a fucking dick. Nah, she, she doesn't anymore, though. No, she that. still has a dick. I don't think so. She got it chopped? I think so. I don't think I don't she got it chopped. I understand the rules of this shit. What do you Is mean? Is that a woman with a dick? Bro, there's no rules. There's no rules to any of this fucking shit, dude. It's It's absurd. <laughs> And she's you know not what? gay, but she dates women. Don't, don't, and I got to call stop, her. Stop, she... stop, stop, stop. Don't even get into like making sense of these. These are people who are insane. This is an insane person. <laughs> it's it's an insane person. Anybody who wants to cut anything off of their body, they're insane. I, I, it's okay. Oh you can God. be insane, but you're insane. <laughs> Alex's face. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. It's insane. Like, l- l- let me just put in perspective. You know those people that like got those earrings and the then ear made gauge. their ear grow, grow, grow? Yeah. And you looked at them, you're like, oh, that guy's insane. <laughs> he did that with his pussy. Right? He gauged his pussy. Like, he made a pussy. And we're looking at that and be like, no, that's, that's, that's how you're supposed to be. Asian gauge to white gauge to black, <laughs> to black gauge. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Dude, I'm not saying don't do it. You can have gauges. You can do whatever you want. You want to have full whole face fat tattoos. Do whatever the fuck you want. But if I go based on my definition of insane, mm. which is like I throw that word around a lot. Yeah, yeah. Insane is anything. It's I like, call myself insane, dude. You call if you eat cilantro to me, I'm like you are fucking clinically <laughs> insane. That's how much I hate cilantro. So, so is it the same level of insane to son, eat cilantro? And if you hate your, your dick, dick as much as cilantro, actually, that's quite reasonable to me. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> if, if Trey's just said to me, "Listen, we feel about our dicks the way we you feel about cilantro," I'd be like, yeah. "Lop that shit off, bro. That's baked into my seamless it's order. Skin no garnish. Cilantro. Get it the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> skin." Um, can we talk about uh, can we talk about the I don't want to fucking get into this how how fucking bought and purchased these these like these news networks are and this is a great way to get into maybe the conspiracy theory because I want to hear your uh, you know argument or not yours but the argument for a lot of these conspiracies that we hear because you're like more nuanced and you like know about it because you do this podcast but about it but seeing CNN put these hit pieces out on Joe Rogan because he supported Bernie Sanders it is so like it is so transparent now yeah that they are just a PR arm for the liberal elites choosing whatever candidates they think will do their bidding. The Democrat Republicans. The, like, yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It is. because but We always knew Fox News was that for Republicans, mm-hmm. and we were okay with it. But 
the Democrats masqueraded, or by the way, Democrats, I don't mean like the three of us sitting here, four of us sitting here. No. I'm talking about the elites, the people that are billionaires. The people that are in the party. The, the Harvey Weinsteins. Yeah. The, the, the no, I'm talking the people oh, that yeah, manipulate yeah. the party, the people the that pay for the party. Because yeah. politicians aren't even the ones who are the power brokers. They're the pawns. They do the work. Right. They're like, hey, they're the slaves of the rich. Mm -hmm. So they literally they go, pretend to be liberal, oh, boy, but in reality, it's like, let's tell the masses we care about them, but let's get the Is there a better off. time? than right now to be a rich liberal? There isn't, because Keep you can going. act as if you're pure of heart moral, morality-wise. You can be out there, you could say fuck Trump, because it's very easy and it gives you instant credibility, but at the same time, you're hoping for his re-election because you get to keep your fucking money. Son, you're 100% so right. Hey, no liberal is upset, no rich liberal is upset no. when Trump gets re-elected because you, don't, you are not affected by any of the things that Trump is against. They keep their gardeners in cages. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> They call them hedges, but it, it, whatever. You call it what you want, okay? Oh, <laughs> making them build the wall for years. <laughs> but it's so true. Yeah. It's, they act like all these fucking actors. That's why I really love the Gervais thing. It's like, shut the fuck up, all of you. You don't care. You're going to save way more money. Mm. Like, you see all these fucking... Dude, you see... Every for whatever, like you see the John Olivers and the Trevor Noes, and I, these are smart guys. I'm not saying they're not smart guys, mm. but like, and we spoke about those on this podcast. It's like... You can't criticize how greedy Republicans are and come here to America only because you can make more money than where you're from. Sure. You're, it's literally the same thing. Trevor Noah could probably do some good in South Africa, too. Oh, a lot of foul shit going on. They could, could speak, use a you, voice like that. Yeah. And not to mention. Not enough money. With your white girl talking about racism. Mm. And monetizing evil. In their own in their Keep own viewpoints, so there. This is like a point Michelle Wolf made in the correspondence thing. But she was like, "You guys say you hate Trump, you love him because oh, he raised yes. your bottom line. He is earning you so Every much money and attention. Say has a career yeah. because of Trump. Yeah. Say, listen, say whatever you want about Trump, right? He makes everybody money. Yeah, the people that hate him makes SNL's ratings through the roof." Once they brought Alec Baldwin on to make fun of Trump. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's high for SNL. It's a low ass roof. Through the roof for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like yeah. way more interest, way more conversation. So you could say every week you hate it, but you know where your bread is buttered. You know. Yeah. Like, what's his face? Stephen Colbert. Bruh. You're a devout Catholic. Right. You probably feel the same way about abortion. A rich, devout Catholic. A rich, you pro if you ask him about abortion, yeah. I bet you his real feeling is, nah, fam. Yeah. I bet you he probably sides Republican on most things. Not to mention how shitty of a career move, or, you know, he's making money, who cares? But how, how bizarre is it to go from satirically talking po politics on Comedy to Central being realistic about to it. seriously talking <laughs> politics in late night comedy? That's a brutal existence. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, he sucks. He, <laughs> he also got a fucking Trump Showtime show that he produces about yeah. anti-Trump. So I think like, he bums me out the most because I used to like him so much. Because I was such a fan of his work. And like not because of the political message, but because he was attacking both sides. Well, you know what, was, what I always used to say at the time? Because I, for, for the record, have caught on to dumb liberals as soon as I moved to New York, yeah. I, I was I like, oh, this out pretty quickly. I can't wait to meet these because I grew up with closed minded people. Mm. And I was like, I can't wait to meet open minded people. And I was like, oh, you're actually more closed minded than this guy. Yeah, because you judge anything that's not your definition of open minded as wrong. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember where my fucking point. Well, was. No, no, no. Like a southern racist doesn't hate you based on what you think. Just your color of your skin. Right. Yeah. Whereas like a northern <laughs> racist will hate you for both. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's double the hate. We'll treat you a certain way because of your skin and then hate you for your views. What, yeah. what I used yeah. to get bothered by, like what annoyed by is it was easy to satirize Republicans with Colbert. Mm. And I was like, that, why is it so hard to do this for Democrats? And now Democrats have done us the favor of being so ridiculous on the far left that I'm wondering, how is there not a Colbert for the left wing? Well, Portlandia kind of is. Like, that's the mocking of the left, because that they they make fun of the Portland scene, yeah. which is the ultra liberal progressive to the point yeah. where they're actually hardcore conservative. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird. It's, it's a great it's a, show. Yeah, it, I haven't yeah. seen it. It's an interesting show. I'll put it that way. I'm not sitting there like cackling the whole fucking time, but it's cool that someone's actually satirizing. My it. favorite line of it. And yeah. I'm sure you've been to Portland, right? Yes. This is a perfect description. They say Portland is where 20 year olds go to retire. Hmm. (laughs) it's a a perfect line yeah and it's one of the few places where homeless people will be like hey do you have five dollars it's like what you can't even sing (laughs) i come from i come from the pros you want to know something interesting about how fucking how how what piece of shit all these people so that the wokest place in the world portland Mm. right the most progressive place in the world the most pro-women and pro-women's rights and pro-equality has more strip clubs per capita than any other place in the world. Yeah. So all that woke, let's not objectify women shit goes right out the window when you're in the privacy of a strip club. Well, because then it's empowering. They've chosen to Can monetize their body. Can we stop with this? You're a whore if you're empowered. Are there any <laughs> fucking women out there that don't suck everybody's dick and are empowered? Like, my mom came here with no education Started a business, okay, uh, became successful and bought property, and she wasn't sucking dick and getting cummed on her back and fucking <laughs> talking about it all the time to prove how empowered of a woman she is. You're just a whore. Yeah. Just because you fuck a lot doesn't mean you're empowered. Yeah. You're a whore, which is cool. Nobody's saying you can't be a whore. Go for it. Be a whore. But that doesn't equate to you being an activist. You are actively being a whore. Yeah. That's totally different. There are tons of women who have done amazing things in the world, and none of them did it by sucking dick all the time. Whatever. What we've made empower, empowered women blows my mind. Your mom empowered. My mom empowered. Made more money than my dad her entire life. Cooked for us, cleaned for us, was a fantastic mother, the sweetest person on earth. And then I have white girls at comedy shows being like, you just don't like strong women. No, you're a bitch. I was raised by a strong woman. <laughs> yes. You yeah. just talk too much. Yes. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I and, love strong women. Yeah. And you know what? You could be a bitch and a strong woman. I'm sure there's points in your time where my mom's sure. been a bitch. Your mom's been a bitch. Sure. I'm sure. You know what? But it's like, I didn't call your mom a bitch. I'm I know. Saying she, I'm good. You know what I mean? good. My mom's been a bitch. I've seen it. Mine too. I mean, I would never say about my mom, but I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> to each their own. It's I'm different. not mad at whatever. I said Caitlyn Jenner looks better than my mom. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at points being made. But all I'm saying is it's, 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 a, it's a weird thing where, like, you can encase anything in, in, like, progressivism or, like, activism. Any behavior you do now, any behavior you do mm. that wasn't allowed in the past, all of a sudden is activism. Sure. Yeah. Right? We found so, righteousness for our shittiness. Yeah. So it's like for women, they couldn't fuck everybody back in the day because you'd get pregnant. <laughs> We we literally just didn't want you to get pregnant. It's like the nicest thing, right? It's the fucking kindest advice. Like, hey, you shouldn't fuck anybody. Why not? Well, you get pregnant by everybody. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, have you ever seen a dog? They don't like that. The fucking million Dalmatians running around, right? These these girls, they go, they go. Okay, we couldn't do that. So I'm gonna do the thing we couldn't do, and now I am progressive. 
or now I'm an activist. And, and I'm going to stop doing the things that we were known doing, known for doing, and that will also make me progressive or empowered. I'm going to brag about what a shitty parent I am. I don't Bro, need to. Bro, this girl, I, she was in the front row of the show. She, uh, I asked her if she cooked, and I didn't even ask it as an insulting way. I, right. It was just, it, it, was, it wasn't like, oh, you're a woman, you got to cook. Like, and nothing. It was something about they made dinner at home or something like that. It was supernatural. I was like, oh, did you cook? And she's like, oh, no, I don't cook. And I've seen girls get empowered by this. And it's like, imagine we, and men identify with, I don't, I don't protect women. Like, imagine we got, <laughs> I don't provide for my, my wife. Girl got it, my girl, no, protect. I mean, yeah. in fairness, that is Brooklyn. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't protect and women, I can't build Brooklyn. things. Are any of these girls happy in their hipster relationships? We need to do a No, they're getting review. fucked by men with fiberglass ankles. There's no <laughs> way that they're being correctly satiated. I, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't get it. I, there's no way you're happy. Mm. I can't fathom you're happy. I can't fathom it. <laughs> Are they happy? I See, I, I personally don't care what empowers you. Like, I, I really don't care. I kind of understand being not allowed to do something, then almost going the exact opposite way and doing it. Yeah, it's called being a child. Th yeah, that's me. You're a right? child. I, I was not allowed. I was told anybody who held a beer was an alcoholic. So when I started drinking, I veered complete. Like, I hit the ground running and went crazy, yeah. right? And, and then, then I kind of scaled back. you a fucking adult. Yeah, of course. Right now, you haven't drink for 13 months because you're like, right. oh, I got to get my shit together. Right. Right? Yeah. What I what I personally don't like, and I've spoken about this before, is the the people co-opting activism where it's like the women's march, all well and good. I don't care. March completely. I think it should be their choice. However, when you see white women like Emily Ratakakaka holding her <laughs> fist up, yeah, yeah, like this yeah. as a white woman and co-opting the black power fist and not even getting a shred of irony or insanity that Dude. that represents, that to me. Is the ultimate white privilege. If there is She's a... too hot to be self-aware. Real, real talk. If there is any of these Instagram models that are holding a fist by their face and there is not a dick in it <laughs> pointing at their mouth, I don't want to fucking see it. I don't want to... This is the only time you should have a fist by your face. If it's going boom, 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 boom. That's the only way. It is absolutely <laughs> absurd. The idea that she can like... She can like... Like, uh, what is it called? Um, go off on like the importance of like feminism and like how stupid objectifying women is when literally for a living she's built a career yeah. out of it. There's a lot of things that we got to call she's out really right now. She's on the lines. This is this the thing. Whole thing, thing to so, be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Blurred line. I, I got you. I got you. Very nice. This is another thing that we got to stop. Ready? Hot, super hot, beautiful women shaving their heads and uh, doing the no makeup thing. <laughs> It's arrogant. <laughs> you don't need makeup. You're you're just you're you're, you're going. Uh, we have to stop these makeup companies. Tell no, no. You're going. I'm so hot. Yeah. I can make myself ugly, and I'm still hot. Yeah. Other houses need paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just because you look great as a as a wood structure yeah. does not mean other places don't need to fucking you know Mitra color some a, shutters. Alinga what does Mitra he say? Has a joke about Alicia uh, Silverstone. Alicia Keys. Or Alicia oh. Silverstone yeah. gets naked in some ad, and everybody's like, "Oh, that's so brave." He's like, "That's not brave. That's a beautiful woman." Yeah. If I got, they're like, "Oh, that woman is so brave." Because if I got naked for an ad, then people would be like, "Oh my god, she is so brave." But the, she is so brave. It's yeah. good. But that that she is so brave shit they do with Lizzo all the time too. And they're like, oh my god, she's so brave because she's no. Being we just naked. let her walk around with no self awareness, dude. I also find her attractive. 
Who Lizzo? Yeah. For I, what? Like I don't know. I think she has. A, I think she's. Yeah, she's. She's like a love sack. <laughs> yeah. But she. Uh, I don't know. I think her that face thing is you can pretty. You just sit on, just conform. I think to she would be too much for my penis personally, but yeah. uh, I'd like to give it a, a try. <laughs> She'd probably tear it out of the ground like a turnip, but still, it would... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird thing. Like maybe it's up to maybe it's up to men because we all do what gets rewarded, right? Like like guys, we're gonna do what women reward, and I think women will do what we reward. And it's like maybe we got to be better at not fucking rewarding these because that's the thing where we're fucking stupid. We're a bunch of idiots. Is that we reward the exact girls that we criticize? Like we yeah. could sit here and go, Emily Ratajkowski is da 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 da. And I follow her. If so, do I. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna look. And uh, if she has a, multiple pictures, I'm gonna scroll. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's like never like, just save. Of course, save. <laughs> Ooh, for later. Yeah, there yeah. you go. The modern age spank bank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Instagram saved. So we're piece of shit too. It's like we're rewarding the thing we're criticizing. No, maybe there's maybe we need to go out there and we need to find the girls that are doing it the fucking right way and then reward that i mean we do that in our private lives right like that's all the girls to. that's all the people yeah. we marry to all of our girlfriends are the girls we admire right the mm, girls yeah. we've always looked up to that have personality traits that we've seen maybe in our moms or like family members other people that we really like thought well, I, I need to make a wife and make some kids with this person yeah, yeah. right um but then the people we publicly reward are never those girls no. And the second any one of those girls, like that girl Jessica Chastain, you know, like the redhead mm -hmm. that's like all like political and she's in Hollywood and she's like, she's beautiful, but she's doing like roles where women are smart. And we're just like, yeah, you can't show your tits in space. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, like yeah. maybe we're fucking up. Yeah. I so think then what so. do we do? How yeah. do we deal with the fucking beast in us that just wants. I don't. Jessica Chastain, I never got. I never. I don't, she's beautiful. Though. She's from Jurassic World. Is that the chick? Nah, no, zero, no, no, zero dark thirty, right? right? I yes. literally yeah. fell asleep at zero dark thirty because I was like, it's about the bitch who looked at the maps. Like, what the fuck, yo? <laughs> I literally fell asleep in that movie. I was like, this whole movie about the bitch figuring out where he is. I love how you keep taking pregnant pauses after be like the bitch because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what she did. What the whole movie about? She knew Arabic. <laughs> did she? Yeah, she was speaking in Arabic. There was a whole seats. bunch of women that uh, speak Arabic and their men don't respect them. So why the fuck I gotta respect this bitch for speaking Arabic? Yeah, so she found Bin Laden. Was that I the guess, whole thing? Son, I felt I, I'm dead ass. I fell asleep in that movie. I was like, this nothing's happening. I thought we were fucking. I thought the whole movie was getting Bin Laden out of there. That's the last 10 minutes. I was up for that. The rest of the movie slept. Dead ass. Slept immediately. 20 minutes in, I was like, this is enough. I'm, I mean, we, came, we haven't found him yet. Enough with the preamble. Get to the mountains. <laughs> Man, right? We're up. All right, let's take a break for a second. We got to pay a little bills here. Talking about paying bills, I want you to pay less. I want you to pay less for your bills. This is very simple. You got student loans, right? You're paying too much. You're paying too much for those loans. Matter of fact, if you're paying the same rate that you were when you graduated, odds are that you could reduce that significantly. You can save some of your money. Why are you giving that money away when you can save it? Keep your fucking money. What do we say on this show all the time? Financial freedom. Let's create some financial freedom. Earnest. It's the easiest way to refinance your student loans. You save money. You save time. Okay? Checking your new rate fast and easy. You start, you complete a few questions online, literally takes two minutes, and you'll get a personalized rate estimate all without affecting your credit score. Remember that last line. A lot of times when you go to check that out, your credit score gets affected. Nah, not this, okay? You go, you take two minutes of your time, see if you can get money. 
I mean, get money. I mean, just save fucking money. That's all you have to do. You check your new rate fast, easy, few questions, two minutes. If you qualify, Ernest offers customizable loan terms and no fees. You don't have to commit to anything. All you have to do is go see if it could work with you. All you have to do. All right. You have already refinanced a loan. They don't give a fuck. Okay. You can still be eligible to lower your interest rate again. While money's cheap, you might as well get it. Money might get more expensive. What I mean by that is that the, the rate that it costs to, 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 to get that money might go up in the future. So get it while it's cheap now. That's the whole idea with refinancing these loans. Plus, the internet loves earnest customer service. They're rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot, so you always get the support that you need. You start that saving today. You're going to get a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash flagrant. That's earnest.com slash flagrant. Earnest is spelled E-R. E-A-R, sorry. Ernest is spelled E-A-R-N-E-S-T dot com slash flagrant. $100 cash bonus. You, re- you refinance a student loan at earnest.com slash flagrant. Just go to earnest.com slash flagrant today. Terms and conditions apply. See if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, they're so confident that they don't care. They truly believe that they get to get your loan for cheaper and that you're going to save money. It's as simple as that. So if it works with you, then you save money. You do it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Nobody wants you to do anything that's going to hurt you. We only want you to do something that's going to make you more money. Go get some more money. Let's get back to the show. Um, I don't know. I don't know, guys. What do we do? What do you do? If you're listening, tell us what we fucking do. Maybe there's somebody else we need to be rewarding. Maybe so. Or maybe it's just like a natural like uh, tearing off of the scab or tearing off the Band-Aid. It just gets a little aggressive at first, and then eventually everybody kind of settles in. Like maybe you need to be loud when you're fighting against something. Like... Maybe in order for girls to like own their sexuality, they had to be like really loud wars about it. You gotta overcorrect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You overcorrect. Yeah. That's a that's a good way of looking at it. It's like South Park writing uh fifty eight fucks in an episode and Comedy Central being like, We can only allow eight and they're like, We only wanted five. Yeah. You know, like see now you take them that okay. They wanted five dicks. Yeah. (laughs) So they went through all the five dicks and then eventually they realized, Oh god, I can like just get a job and be empowered and I can fuck whoever I want. It's okay. So maybe maybe that is good. You know what's funny? You said in order for women to be empowered they got to be like really loud whores <laughs> but doesn't it feel that way like it's just such a funny word choice and really loud I mean, whores but they're, they're not quiet about it it's a it's a fucking loud like they're a bunch of chatty clams dude, they are chat, they're, but they're just if they're chatting to be okay but like the screaming and like the aggressiveness about the dicks and like it's just peculiar I do find it odd. They're frat boys. Because I am, like, I, I consider myself a pretty open-minded, you know, traditionally liberal, not the new neoliberal thing. Yeah, yeah. Traditionally liberal type of person. However, the most progressive podcast that I do, or media or anything that I go in, I find it to be the most judgmental room I step oh, into. Oh, yeah. So I have to almost, like, that whole story about my parents and getting hit and stuff like that, I almost have to lead with that. Just to give my worth as a person, like just to prove I've been traumatized, so I can have an opinion. Yes, there, there's value in your oppression. Yeah, and you're. I a think white Jared guy. Fried has it right, where he's like, it's the it's the trauma Olympics, yeah. where everybody is trying to you know put out there what yeah, what, what do we been call through. the oppression Olympics? Oppression yeah. Olympics. Yeah. It may yeah, have been yeah, you guys yeah. then, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like it's one of those things that's so that's perfect because everybody is trying to prove their worth through what horrible shit they've been through. Yeah, it's an odd way to weigh it. Yeah, but you know what it is? That's valuable, like, um, being good at, like, shuffleboard. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
it's in the Olympics, you'll get a medal, but outside yeah. of that, you work at Home Depot. Like there's, right. your life sucks, right? So it's like, if you have an actual skill, regardless of how much oppression you've gone through, that will separate you from the pack. The people that, yeah, the people that ultimately have the skills will win. It's an arms race, right? It's not who got destroyed in the war. It's like, it's who won it. Well, it's an arms race where a lot of people aren't reporting on the work that's being done by one side. Like where they're the loudest PR branch is typically with the people that, you know, are very vocal and very loud and not necessarily building a foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And they need to. Because that's the crazy, you know, you read, especially with comedy, you read the comedy blogs and you see these opinions being uh, represented and then you go to a club and you're like, well, this doesn't exist. Like, yeah. like it must not. I mean, it kind so, of exists. Last but for the, night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last night we're at the Patrice Benefit. Louis C.K. walked out. Uh-huh. Standing on the women show. duck for cover. Say what? <laughs> Did women cover their eyes and so, duck for cover? That'd be funny. Yeah. But no, he just came out standing ovation. I mean, I saw him laughing at a couple of Andrew's jokes backstage, which was dope. That yeah, was cool, man. That's nice. He was super nice, man. And like him and Burr were just nice, which is just such a fucking cool thing when you look up to somebody and then, you know, they give you even the smallest compliment. It's like mm-hmm. really valuable. Oh, um, and then, yeah. But to see him go on stage and people stand up. And to see that kind of like redemption story that's happening and him being hilarious about it and Uh other stuff, but and nuanced his stuff about it is real nuanced from both sides. Like I haven't seen that. I think I think people like people would be interested to see it and hear it because it's he's doing it exactly how he should. He's slowly building it up with the people that Mm want to see it. And then when the time is right, he'll give it to the world. And when he gives it to the world, I think they'll understand the perspective and I think that they'll be supportive of it. Um, but when I saw those people stand up and granted, it's the Patrice benefit. So, you know, those are the people that love Louie and that type of comedy. But when I saw them stand up, I was like, oh, you're not canceled forever. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was sitting there next to Shane. You're and suspended. I'm like, you're suspended. You're suspended. And, and I'm sitting there next to Shane Gillis and I'm like, you're going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Like you're going to be good. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I promise you, you're going to be good. And this is the power of having a people. And he fucking killed. Like I was sitting there watching. I was like, this is why he's great. Like Louie does this thing. He never asks for, he never asks for a bigger laugh than he gets. Mm. You know, like some guys will deliver hard and they're like, where is it? (laughs) He will never deliver a line with more of a request than the audience is willing to give. So he'll del- if the, if the line gets an eight, he delivers it at a seven. Mm. He's always underneath what they're going to bounce back with. And just watching him kind of do it and people be supportive and people fucking laugh at the situation. Ah, oh, man, it was just, it was really cool to see. Do you think he'll, uh, he'll be on a platform? Like, do you think he'll be given mainstream access? I hope, I hope he doesn't. Netflix will. I, I hope I re- maybe Netflix will, but I hope he doesn't. I hope he does it himself. The five dollar on his website or yeah, free or YouTube or it yeah. for free. Like the way we make money is on the road. This idea that where we all want to be like sitcom stars, like don't aren't those the comics we hate? Right? Aren't don't we hate the comics that aren't in this for the comedy? Like the days where we had to use this as leverage to be an actor sucked. Right. And comedy sucked because of it. Why don't the people that just want to do comedy do comedy? It is scary, but 
when you think about it from the outside, but once you start doing it, it's like, oh, my career is more in my hands than it's ever been. Yeah, it's the player empowerment it's, period It's of harder comedy. to be getting $10 million a pop, whatever you're doing, but you can make a good amount of money and do exactly what you want to do and put it out to people and people will eat it. It's it's. I mean, you're a perfect example of it. You were on every TV show last year, right? Getting nothing. Getting nothing. You're on no TV shows this year and you're selling out shows in fucking India. Making more money, doing so, what I like. Every it's, show I would do, I would promote, and it'd be cool that I was on TV, but m- most all of them, I was like, ah, fuck. Or it's like, this isn't bad. Yeah. yeah. But this very this podcast is fucking great. Yeah. I truly believe this is great. And yeah. I look back on this, and I'm proud of it. And then I look at the clips I put out, and I'm like, that's me. That's what I want to put out. Yeah. There's no, oh, do this as a stepping stone to get to this, to get to this. <laughs> then you, you circle back to a while and out clip and you're like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, just a different fucking day, man. All right. Well, before um, we get out of here, so Mike Cannon is a, um, I don't know if you're a conspiracy theorist, but you're very knowledgeable of conspiracy theorists. I hosted a, I hosted a podcast for a long time and I was for sale. It's it's my I told my conspiracy theory co-host because yeah. he's a 53 year old truther. Yeah. The show ended because he was so into flat earth. Right. Every conversation circled back to it and became impossible to discuss anything. Right. But I told him it's his major life failure that he didn't make me a full fledged conspiracy. Theory. Uh, he had a because week every week. He I was open. It. I was totally open, man. I really okay. was. And he failed. So, so your role we... on the show was like you're the guy who wants to believe, but you don't fully believe. I don't believe I, I, I want to believe. I'm open to believing. I'm asking questions that I feel like I that I want to know the answer to, that I that I think everybody else that is listening wants to know the answer to. And it just so happened that like a lot of it poked holes, but that's that's kind of what I was trying to do. I was like, okay, defend your argument if I can question this. And then it all comes back to like, well, you didn't do your research. Mm. And it's like, yeah, I know, and I'm not gonna. You're the that's research. Why, yeah, you're the research. Yeah. You have to prove this is true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not on me to prove the earth is round. Right. Right. It's right. on <laughs> you to say otherwise. Innocent like, till proven guilty. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just want to go over some quick ones and then just hear his take because I don't even I've never even spoken to a flat earth guy. Sure. These people. OK. Um, flat earth. Why is it flat? So the earth being flat, they say, which is this is ass backwards in and of itself. The whole the hole is in the theory. So okay. the theory is that. Right now, we're being tricked and taught that we're insignificant specks on a rock hurtling through an infinite abyss. Yeah. So we mean nothing. The universe is is ever expanding. It's not about us, whatever. The fact that they say it, the Earth is flat, we're actually the center of the universe, and we are a deity of sorts. So it's it's a full religion because— Ah, so it's arrogance. It's yeah. We're important. This is why. And honestly, all—so this is, this is my theory— all the conspiracy theorists that I ever interviewed, that I ever spoke to, had a major life trauma that they went through that then put their focus entirely onto the outside world and how the world was set up to fuck them over. So they were no longer looking internally because that's too painful. Mm. So they were paying attention then to the outside world and just being like, so what? what is going on here? Because not everything is going right for me. Mm. That, that's that's what I came away so with. So what obviously the the question that you asked the flat earthers was has anybody been to the end? Right. And uh, well and, and this is easily debunkable shit. They're like nobody has me- ever made a pole to pole journey. 
Of course they have. <laughs> yeah. like, like, they have. They say it's a lie. Yeah, they yeah. say uh, several countries, uh, nations are guarding this one area that's near the two-mile-high ice wall at each pole. It's literally a Game of Thrones world that they're painting. And, like, you know, the, the other side of the ice wall is, like, you know, that's where they keep the old rockets and dinosaurs and shit like that. And I've heard this theory. I don't know if this is the centralized theory, but the theory is that it's like an ice tray. Right. And we happen to be a thawed out ice cube that sprouted life. So what's beyond those ridges, those walls could be other thawed out ice cubes. Ah. And they believe that life could exist on other flat terrain as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then all these space explorations like space doesn't exist. Space <laughs> is, space is not a thing. Other planets, although they're round, which doesn't add up, uh, yeah. although they're round, they may, in fact, be sentient beings. We're not sure. Okay, so debunked mm. flat Earth. What's can I just add, c- sure. t- cut to what's the craziest conspiracy theory that you do believe? That I do well. Nine eleven. So here's the thing: is nine yeah. eleven? Do I think our government was behind it? No. What I believe about conspiracy yeah. is that our country is really great at uh, optimizing catastrophe. So when we hear something, like I think it might have been a Pearl Harbor situation where right. we may they have might had have known, and we might have known, we didn't the know the gravity of it. Yeah. You know, it happened. Whatever. Do I think certain evidence was planted, like a fully preserved passport of one of the pilots on the other side of the wreckage? Yeah, I think that. <laughs> yeah, dude, they found like a a passport of one of the pilots, like you know, strewn on the floor of the fucking. World Oops. Trade Center, and it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, how, un- and unburned, perfect. So you know that stuff, but it's like the proof is in the pudding. It got us into two wars that we had no business being in, right. under the guise of an attack coming from these countries, right? And obviously, look at all the shit with Saudi Arabia now. It's still coming out how much they kind of manipulate our government. Because and didn't they get sued in a civil suit and yeah, lost? And lost. Yeah. So what does that mean? That means that they were well. The twenty-eight pages redacted from the official nine right. eleven. So that Kobe girl couldn't sue Kobe. Yeah. But some people could sue the yeah. Saudi Arabian government yeah. and win. And win, and not receive a cent. I'm assuming. Oh, they didn't get paid. I'm assuming. I mean, have you ever heard of a payout? I mean, how would you get it? Exactly. Yeah. What jurisdiction? Who's making anybody pay? It's so like, who, that's almost the, like the FBI admitting that they the assassinated lawsuit? MLK and then putting out some sort of social so, media. I guess like, people sued. You know about the lawsuit? What was the lawsuit? People the lawsuit sued. was was a responsibility for death, was wrongful death. And like, they sued Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and they won. And they, they, I guess, proved in a court of law that Saudi Arabia had known about the attack. Well, the 28 so. pages that were redacted initially from the uh, from yeah. the official report were since declassified and all of it pointed to Saudi Arabia. It's crazy, you know. It, like, Wasn't so that, Bin Laden a South, from a Saudi family, he's a prince, yeah. Mm. So, could it be? Could that be how it's Saudi? But Arabia he was is? detached from the Saudi family, right? But think you think it was like, the Saudi? It was the Saudi family that they showed appointed to? I think they they. So I'm, I'm ill informed. Right? It's a it's a what is it called a royalty? What is that called? A, but they sued the government, so it right. had to be like okay. a widespread, politically okay. known thing. Got it wasn't necessarily tracked to just a yeah. Saudi person. What's Building Seven? Why do people always talk no, that, about that? That is a thing that I'm creeped out by because you hear, you know, there's video of the guy that owned the building saying "pull it," and then like a controlled demolition, demolition, the building came down, and the official report is that it was burning and collapsed, and the building wasn't burning. 
Like, and what was in the building? I heard Popular Mechanics put out a thing with two engineers being like, no, this is how it could happen. I mean, they did that for the towers, I think, with the whole jet fuel So there's fuel building kit, seven, which used. is a third building right, mm-hmm. that collapsed. And then what was in yeah. there that they would want to collapse? I have no idea. I, I don't know. Hmm. So that's the thing. It's like Maybe all of it. Planning on doing it in a couple months, and it was like, well, it's here. You yeah, know what I mean? We got a whole thing. You know, insurance. That 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 could be motivation enough. Billions in insurance. Well, that's the thing. If you know something's going to happen, and people are looking the other way because it's advantageous for the company, mm-hmm. the company, the country, and then all of a sudden, some guy who has you know f- friends that are the powers that be finds out that it's going to happen. Yeah. He goes, "Hey, I got a building I'd like to collect on." It's yeah. on New York, though. Like, look, whatever. I, I my issue with these things is always it's hard to keep a secret. It's hard to keep yeah, a yeah. secret amongst yeah, two impossible. people. Hard to keep a. I mean, look at comics. Now, you tell one comic one thing, fourteen comics hear it, and it, and a podcast audience. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, other crazy conspiracy. The school they they say wasn't shot up. So but yeah, the wor- that's the worst one yeah, that yeah. that we went through and we poured over it because. A lot of conspiracy theorists, first of all, don't even believe that Sandy Hook Elementary was an active school. It was. My wife's cousin went there. She was friends with uh, one of the little girls that got shot. Like, it, it, it was an active so, school. So, end of story right here. A- end of story. They yeah. also believe that none of the kids have died. They've, <laughs> they've since gone after parents, like, showed up to their house, harassing them, saying, prove your kid was ever alive. Yeah. And it's like, and they're like, you can't do it, can you? You can't do it. And it's like. Get the fuck off my lawn. Like, what yeah, are you yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a... Those I people think should it, be shot. They really should, because yeah. there was this guy, Wolfgang Halbig, who uh, was actually friends with my co-host, um, who, like, would basically... He was the head of the Sandy Hook Truther movement. Yeah. And he unleashed all of these people. He doxed the parents. He let them know where they lived. And people were starting to show up or send things to their houses. Now, you invite them into your house if you live in Texas, and then you shoot them in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah. It's Castle Doctrine. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if they have any laws like that outside of Texas, mm-hmm. but I know Texas gun laws. I can shoot this motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, come in. Let's talk about this. Bang. <laughs> Wait, you can <laughs> shoot anybody in your house for whatever reason? I, 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 I There's something called Castle Doctrine that I'm pretty sure is if you can just say the person was breaking. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's there. It's, it's your property. story against on, the dead you're guy. You're on my property. I That's can shoot brilliant. you. Unwelcome on my property. So if a yeah. guy's on my uh, lawn, you just come on in, man. Let's talk about this. <laughs> but here's the frustrating. Let's take this inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm not a vampire. <laughs> but the frustrating thing. She will be dead forever. <laughs> <laughs> and there won't be any proof that you ever existed because he got no friends, you fucking loser. Yeah. Fucking that is something that is often the case with these guys, right? Is they, there's an isolation to them, Loners, right? yeah. Loners. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, so obviously wrong. Well, the frustrating thing about that is yeah. the 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 official report of basically every incident is is uh, it's problematic. Like there are pro- there are there are inconsistencies. It's, it's similar to the news where you know the news is now on the scene at first. They're reporting things before they're even verified. So all this information goes out, and then conspiracy theorists use those reports against other people to, right. to prove that it's untrue. You know, then the, the news is such a fucking idiot with Sandy Hook. They filmed another school and a, and a drill of kids leaving that school, and then they put it up on CNN, and people are like, "That's not even Sandy Hook. See, ah. it's not even the real school." And it's and like we see this all the time. Yeah, you know, they're doing like uh, they're trying to show images of like the war and you know Baghdad or something like that, and they actually take it from they Syria showed Detroit or Detroit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Now I understand. So you just need you just need one falsehood. Yeah. To open up the door, of course, these folks. Yeah. Okay. You don't um, believe what they want to believe. Yep. Yes. And, and now, yes. especially with YouTube, YouTube is some people's 
accredited education. Yeah. Like people will go to YouTube and pour over hours and hours yes. of conspiracy footage. And then once they come out the other side and they've memorized their talking points, like a lot of people who watch CNN or Fox News, yes. it's the same as being a pundit. They all have their thing. And if you aren't as well versed in their insanity as they are, but, you're now incorrect. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and maybe I just don't want to believe in conspiracies because it's just messy, and I just like to keep that in a little box over there and let's not deal with that. Who gives yeah. a fuck? They exist. So maybe for that's, sure. Yeah. I mean, look, the simple fact that the FBI was found guilty for assassinating Martin Luther King How? Jr. Because they were fa- they were it was in a trial in the nineties was know, I'm looking to me Alex. Look at Alex. That's like, so please funny. you know the history but it, yeah it, it's like they were and then that's why they were posted all their social media posts on fucking MLK Day were getting blown up by people like you were found guilty of killing the motherfucker like so what are you talking about the FBI about? killed Martin Luther King that's the official that's the official story now at this point you look that up Alex do you care I know you're black do you care. The closest Alex came to MLK was when he hears that part in the speech about little black boys and little white girls. He's like, yeah, that's what's up. Do you want to know what's ridiculous? I thought it was when there's a junior that's dead. (laughs) 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 Ain't no Alex Jr., bro. (laughs) He didn't have a baby. He kills them before. Oh, yeah, it's an abortion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a running abortion bit. Running. Something his kids will never do. I told my mom when I was 10 years old and learned about civil rights movement in school, I like had such an emotional reaction to it that I came home and told her I was Martin Luther King Jr. reincarnated. So you believed in reincarnation? Yeah, I still believe I'm kind of him. Really? (laughs) Well, if you believe in reincarnation, then you believe in karma. So he kind of earned it. Ah. <laughs> like, and that first life was pretty difficult for and he you, came Dr. back King. as a white kid here's your straight white male life right yeah, yeah. still but had no he... father in his life <laughs> that's because he cheated on Coretta so much yeah. God was like, otherwise he would have been can't. a Kardashian yeah that's the deal yo, yo, that's why Chris DiStefano not Martin Luther King you are because he's like yeah well you, you, know, you cheated a little bit so we'll just take it down a notch you know I mean? bro that's fucked up do black people come back as white people in the reincarnation matrix? If they live right, they do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. That's the reward. So what would Malcolm X think when he's back and he's just some blonde, blue-eyed Swedish kid? <laughs> would that break his heart if reincarnation exists? And I guess the point we're making is that you're making a privilege argument, right? You're yeah, like, yeah. well, it's easier for white people, so you're going to come back with this easier life. Right. Whoa. I mean, what say you? You're the reincarnation expert here, in, in, uh, Mr. I know, I'm trying, to figure out, I'm trying to figure out what Malcolm X would come back as. Because Malcolm X did some foul shit when he was younger. Before and Malcolm, that counts still? When he was, yeah, before he was El Haj, Malik Shabazz or whatever, and he was just, what was his original name? I forget. But before Glenn. that, <laughs> before that, he was a wild boy, breaking into houses and shit like that. Really? He was a criminal. He was a criminal. He reformed in jail. So, karma speaking, karmatically speaking, you would have to pay that karmic debt off. Mm-hmm. So you, st- even if you fix your life, you still got to come back because you did the fuck shit. I mean, that karma. It, there's like a karmic debt, from what I understand. Maybe he came back as my wife. It's <laughs> 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 not high level enough, but almost there. Married to another civil rights Yo, leader. You guys are kindred spirits. <laughs> you and your wife are kindred spirits, yeah. just like Malcolm and Martin. Goddamn right. Yeah, and that's why she's violent, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe your kid is Ali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Al, thoughts? No, I'm still you looking at this FBI shit? Al, into it. Yeah. 
He's finding something. He's it's true, though, right? They were found guilty? It's like, eh. That's not. the thing. It's one of those, they're found guilty of, and then they're not going to be found guilty of actually pulling the trigger and killing him. Right, right. Are they found guilty of conspiracy? Do, or do negligence. Have, or, negligence. Or, yeah, yeah. It's one of those types of things yeah. that just gets spun, I'm sure. Well, it's similar to like the Sarnov brothers in Boston. Where what very, is up with that? Very little gets talked about how the FBI was in contact with the older brother because they knew he was on the verge of being radicalized, but they wanted to turn him into an informant. Then he flew over to Syria, joined like some sort of summer camp over there, and then came back, told his brother what he learned, and they became what they became. Wow. Yeah. Yo. But but they the FBI and all these like the the alphabet these agencies. These are the guys that did the Boston bombing by the way anybody yes. who's listening. They know. they disavow the last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the the kid that looked like he was a folk band singer on the cover of Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a truly insane cover that was. It's fucked up, man. Just fucked up. Um before we get out of here, Akash, anything else that you really want to touch on this week? Nah, sports-wise, I think Kobe, we should just leave it to Kobe. Yeah. I think we just give it to Kobe, man. Yeah. Um, guys, make sure you check out Mike Cannon's special, Life Begins. It's on YouTube. Yes, sir. You just type in Mike Cannon. Might, might be the easiest name to just <laughs> spell it's on YouTube. It's a great YouTube. famous name. You have a great name. famous name, yeah. yeah. Um, check it out. Uh, leave some comments below. Share it with your friends if you really love it. Uh, Trash Sagalo's arms. Do that, but give yeah. a thumbs up. <laughs> you got to bare minimum just go see the arms we're talking about. I mean, <laughs> they look like. Have you ever been to one of the like a, a Spanish restaurant where that ham is hanging <laughs> from the ceiling? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you could easily cut Sagalo's arms off yeah. and then hang it. In a you ever seen the pig laying out with the apple in his mouth? Yeah. Is that Sagalow? That's Sagalow. If he had a, he's holding an apple. If he had a thin abdomen, he could be a human flying squirrel. <laughs> For sure. They could catch wind. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Love you, Brennan. <laughs> Go check out Sagalow, too. Yeah. Yo, he owes me some Instagram. amount of money. I made some challenge to him. Like, look, if you lose, he was losing weight. I was like, if you lose X amount of weight, I'll give you X amount of money. But if you don't, you got to pay me because there needs to be some incentive for you to not. And then I forgot what the fucking amount of money and weight was. And now he just, I know he's still fat. And motherfucker owes me some kind of money yeah. and I don't know what it is. Well, anyway, go check out Brandon, man. What's Sagalow's Instagram? Just his name? Yeah, Brandon Sagalow. How do you spell Sagalow? S-A-G-A-L-O-W. Okay, go check him out as well. Um, yo, Cannon, thank you so much for coming. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you so much. Of course, best of luck with everything. Thanks for the inspiration, man. I'm telling you, I couldn't... Couldn't have done this without you, I'm and I'm I'm, you I'm proud of what you've done because I've known you for such a long time. I've known both of you guys. We used to hang out at a comedy cellar, a JV comedy cellar, yeah, the Village yeah, Lantern. The Village Lantern, yeah. and uh, you know that's that's the spot. So oh, we'll, we got a picture of it. Uh, yeah, now was, we can't play it because you'll flag our fucking video. Those but arms uh, look at those fucking arms, dude. Is that a tan line? It probably. I mean, he showed up. This is his outfit, and he's like, what? This is what people wear. <laughs> I'm like, no, nobody wears jeans and a cutoff. This is this is a full-blown Long Island decision that you should own. Man, there's some redneck shit, to be honest with you. Yeah. Don't even look Long Island. He look country. <laughs> and I'm the thinnest I've ever been next yeah, to him. <laughs> incredible. I think this was by design. Like, you know when wives dress their bridesmaids up in these like horrible purple outfits like this is the equivalent of that for your special because you're wearing almost the same thing but you look sensational right you look like tom cruise and then fucking sagalow dude 
Whoa. Do you remember that scene in Bad Boys at the end where they like panning around the camera and it's Will Smith and Martin like looking up and they look cool as fuck? This is the polar opposite of that. <laughs> this is the actual polar opposite. <laughs> love you, Sagalow. Yeah, love you, buddy. Anyway, right, man. Listen, uh, thank y'all so much for listening. Flagrant 2. Uh, we will see you next week, Friday, at the um on the Patreon episode. If you guys aren't on the Patreon, man. You already know what it is. I don't gotta tell you. You already know. And ask one of your boys about it if you don't believe me. It gets uh it gets quite fun over there. So come on over, join us. Patreon.com slash flagrant two. Uh we're trying to go for a top one in the world. We're top ten. We want to go for top one in the world. I think that'd be a cool fun goal. Anyway, man, we'll see you soon. Cannon, thanks again. Thank you. Peace, bro.